Hello, listening people. Hello. You are listening to Spin Polish. Spin Polish presents unappreciated masterpieces. I'm Ryan. And I'm Bartek. And why are we called Spin Polish? Likingly because we're always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. Isn't that right, Bartek? Yes. Well, now, Bartek, you know, that's not obvious. Like, mine, Ryan, is just, you know, a typical kind of non-Polish name. Are there many Ryans walking around? in Poland like you you have Bartek which is obviously like well to the normal ear it's just like well that's foreign or Ryan is just like well that's obviously some kind of English normal in the west kind of name but you're Bartek is there any Rytex I don't think so but you you can be the first if you want (laughs) I'm the first Rytek in the world so you're listening to Unappreciated Masterpieces what do we do on Unappreciated Masterpieces Bartek we get together and we record, but what do we record? We record us talking, but what do we talk about? We talk about movies, but what movies? Well, actually, I kind of spoiled the thing there. We, we talk about masterpieces, and those masterpieces are movies. Oh, we yeah. watch those movies that are, like as the show's name says, unappreciated. Unappreciated meaning that they maybe didn't get good reviews, Maybe they didn't get a lot of people seeing them. Maybe maybe they did get those things, but people just don't talk about them anymore. Mm-hmm. That's how we justify doing things like Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and this is what the show's about. We're, we're about kind of undoing or fixing, because we see it as a bad thing, fixing that kind yeah, of situation yeah. that they're in. We go from film to film, putting right what people made wrong and hoping that the next film will be... The best film ever made because each film we've done is the best film ever made they all top each other yet they all remain on the same level of perfection yeah so basically we do an audio commentary for an entire movie that we consider to be a movie that needs more love movies that aren't completely forgotten but aren't completely remembered either so Bartek what is the great unappreciated masterpiece that we are doing today Łapcie tą dziewczynę. I... <laughs> you sounded excited, so I'm excited, but I don't know what you said. Because I do not speak Polish. That's... Sorry, I was on the phone with Hitler. Łapcie tą dziewczynę. Oh, boy, can Hitler understand Polish? Or are you speaking German? I don't know. I don't he know. Hated, I don't speak... He hated Polish. I, I know he did. Uh, what are we watching? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to. All right, look, guys. Łapcie tą dziewczynę. Translates to Catch That Girl, but the movie's called Catch That Kid. Why is it girl, though? Isn't there not a word for kid in Polish? Łapczeton dziecko? Yeah. Well, for some oh, reason... Oh, is that a localised title? I, I guess so, because, I mean, they're all localised <laughs> titles, but they could have said Łapczeton dziecko. We are... Yeah, that's right. We are watching Watch That Kid. Catch Who, That Kid. Catch That Kid. Watch it. <laughs> We are going to watch, watch that kid. It would be a better movie because at no point do they actually utter the phrase, catch that kid. But they do utter, like, watch that kid to, like, the baby. Like, they're like, could you watch it? Like, it's closer to what I'm talking about. Yes, Mm. catch that kid, 2004. And who stars in this masterpiece? Well, we had her on the show, well, not as a guest, but she was in Would've a movie that we did not too long ago. It's K-Stew, K- Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, K-Stew herself. So, Bartek, as usual, we audio commentate these movies, but we do not always do it alone, is that correct? Well, yeah, there are two of us. Yeah, but 
sometimes we need help talking about these wonderful pieces of work. Isn't that right? Yes. And who is joining us today to help us, to help us manage to go fully deep into this stew of a movie? Stew like case stew. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Our guest today is a veteran who was in, I believe, one of the first nine episodes just before we hit the ten. Ladies and gentlemen, it's one of my friends, Reese McKenzie. Hello there out there, and hello Rytech and Bartech, how are we today? Great. Good Retech. Retech, Rytech. They both spelt the same way. He's such a (laughs) Retech. I sound like a company. It's, yeah, you do an evil you know, company. Those your two names, Rytech and Retech, could probably be spelt the same way but pronounced differently. No, mine would have to be R Y. He his has to be R E. Different villages. Different that, villages. R H Y. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so, yeah. Retech and Rytech and Bartech. Um, <laughs> if we have to translate, I know we can't. But since mine is like Ryan Tech, like Rytech, and his is Retech, Retech. What is Bartech? Well, Bartomie. Yeah, I know that. I know that in Polish. But if it was a, a, a not Polish, would it be like Bart? I guess. Ek. <laughs> Bart Ek. Well, do people well, ever pronounce it? Do people the ever pronounce it? Bartholomew, I guess. Yeah. Do people ever pronounce it? Because you always get Bartek, because it's like Bartek. Do you ever get people who pronounce it Bartek? Hey, Bartek. Like, it just two they separate words. They more but... emphasize on the Bart. Because yeah. with his, they emphasize on the bar. But what happens if I emphasize on the Bart? And then... <laughs> yeah, because you don't emphasize the whole word with your name. Because your name is, you know, got so many syllables in it that you have to split it up into two. Well, yeah. every Bar-tech. time I try to pronounce his last name, I just butcher give up. it. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I give up too. I do it, but I butcher it. Crap out I of give it. up my, on my own name, let alone Bartek's. <laughs> no, right. I've never actually even thought about that. Well, like, you should notice it because I think more people out there, the listeners, are going, is it Bartek or Bartek? I think. That just sounded the exact same No, thing. I <laughs> emphasized on the T more. It's, we're actors, Bartek. You should notice subtle, subtlety of emphasis. And we're now going to emphasize on what could be the greatest film ever made is that right guys is catch oh, that pot- kid potentially the- could be the greatest film ever made it potentially, potentially. well yes. we have to watch it to find out exactly this movie has everything does it not it has everything that you need this is of course a, a children's film and and aim towards kids but we're full-grown adults some could argue uh that we're not but we are going to watch this now we watched this last night or the, before doing this um, but now we're going to watch it again with you guys listening in and maybe we'll get some different experiences because I had a lot of questions about this movie that I am sure I'm sure are going to get answered by a second viewing so we're going to start this bad boy in 3 2 1 play alright so this is a 20th century fox uh, it was made in the 21st century oh, oh, they're behind the times you're behind the times. I know. Well, this film's behind the times because they've got a new logo sort of thing going on here. They've got palm trees and a new one. Oh, do they? I think they do, yeah. Jeez, Rupert Murdoch can afford palm trees. He can afford palm trees in his logo. I was actually talking about this. I watched this last night with the household and there was the, why is it called 20th century and not 21st? It's like, because originally it was going to be moved to like 20th, 21st century after, yeah, in 2000s. I think the reason why it's still 20th century is 
they just say, well, we established this company in the 20th century, so it should remain 20th century. And also, one of the first credits that showed up called it a Fox 2000 production. Oh, yeah, well... well. There you go. Going with the times, aren't we? So, guys, what are what is our histories with this movie? I had never seen this movie before. I have seen this movie before. Go I, I had seen it before, but I could barely remember okay. it. Okay, Reese, I want to hear about you. You sound really uh, heart-wrenched heart about ha- it. Oh, well... Someone's <sighs> called Stark Sands, might I add. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember this movie just like being, oh my god, look at them gadgets. I need to get me some of them gadgets so badly. Yeah, like Just the like... continuity-breaking editing gadget where yeah, of course. there was no bar when we got a bird's-eye view. Well, it was like I saw this in the cinema. I was like, I want to You saw see... it in the cinema? I did see this in the cinema. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, well. Do you remember it vividly? What you? What were you eating? Were there tears in your eyes? I think I... I no, no, there weren't tears in my eyes. There were most... There were like... um. Uh, there was maybe some popcorn salt in my eye. I don't know. I was just concentrating yeah, yeah, on popcorn. Yeah, okay. Anything, any, any other foreign object that made you cry? Yeah, 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 of course. So this takes place in 2003, but this movie was made in 2000, was released in 2004. So this, when it came out, was a historical piece. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, period piece. A period. Period piece of a couple of months ago. <laughs> a period piece of 2003. Is it weird that that was 13 years ago? It is weird. A bit. A bit. I remember yeah. 2003 like it was yesterday. She's dead. She, uh, you were saying you, you saw it in the cinema. You had... It's Maddie, in case you're wondering. I needed intro titles for it. So so you saw it in the cinema. Emotional yeah. experience? No, not really. I saw it with like another bunch of kids and they were pretty noisy. So I didn't get a uh, foot in the door, if you would say. And did you get to see it again after? Oh, uh, yeah, experience? definitely. I definitely. You yeah. need to check it out again. No. <laughs> yeah? Did, did you get it on DVD? No. Why? <laughs> uh, it's the thing with the parents. You suggest something, and they're like, maybe next time, little greasy oh, So you were like, please, 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 mum and dad, give me catch that kid. And I they was were like, absolutely like that. And they're like, maybe, and instead they gave you Blade 2. And you're like, I don't want fucking Blade <laughs> <laughs> 2. Fuck off, mum and dad. And you like slapped him in the face and goes, goes like, give me oh, catch that kid. Villain scene. Villain oh scene. My this God. is great. Uh, I'm sorry, Bartek. We'll get to our own experiences. But uh, he, this guy, Mr. Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> we call him Mr. Brisbane, of course. But Yeah, obviously we do this from Australia. And one of the cities in Australia is, is Brisbane. Yeah, one of the capitals. One of the capitals. Brisbane, but in this movie they pronounce it Brisbane, and he is English. And I, do we ever hear him say his own name? I don't think so, because I, I imagine he would say it Brisbane as well. Yeah, because he's English, and you know we are obviously still connected to England heavily in comparison to America, especially in accents. And it's just like in pronunciation. Oh, here it is. The, the, look at that smirk, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. You know how old people look like babies sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you reminded me of a baby. Which we get a lot of. So natural. Of, we get a lot of in this movie. Yeah, when I was when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, Ryan's gonna love this guy. I clapped. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like I just clapped and went, yes, 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 when he smirked. I'm like, he actually followed through. So, Bartek, you had seen this movie before, but you don't yeah, have any recollections this, of it. This is my history of this movie. I One of my best friends in primary school, uh, shortly after primary school, he had a birthday party, and at it, 
um, you know, l- later on in the birthday party when it was late, he's like, all right, let's watch a movie. Let's watch Catch That Kid. And yeah, I remember watching it and liking it and, you know, good experience. And then two years later, we had another birthday party. And, you know, <laughs> late at night, you know, most of the stuff's over. It's like, hey, let's watch a movie. And it's like, oh, let's watch this movie. He's like, no, let's watch Catch That Kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. Did he? Did somebody else suggest another movie? And he's like, no, 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 catch that kid is I what think, we're gonna watch. <laughs> I think it might have been me. I'm not sure. But uh, wait, yeah. wait, you wanted what's catch that kid, or you suggested another movie? I, I think I suggested another movie. You were like, can we please watch Shaun of the Dead? And he's like, no, catch, catch that, that kid. kid. <laughs> I think it might have actually been Agent Cody Banks, but I'm not sure. Well, there is only a thin line between the two movies. Yeah. A so, very thin ba- line. So basically, in my head, before I suggested this movie to Ryan. Catch That Kid was just this movie that I remember watching once and liking, and then having my friend suggest that we watch it again at a very similar occasion and thinking, man, he must have really loved that movie. But I couldn't remember much of it, so I really wanted to revisit it. That's why I suggested it for the show. My history with this movie is I never heard of it, knew of its its existence, it had never touched me. I love how he reacts. It's like, oh, good job, Dorcas. The Name brother calling. is amazing. But my history with this movie is zero. I have zero history. The only history I have is Bartek saying, can we watch... What about Catch That Kid? It's like, have you heard of it? I'm like, no. And then Bartek briefly, briefly told me the history that he had, which was a guy I knew. And I, I can't remember the language, but it wasn't what you just said. It was basically a guy I knew dedicated two parties to watch and catch that kid. Uh, did and I say dedicated? Like, wow. And I'm like, good grief. Can we please have this person on the show? And you're like, I haven't heard from him since primary school. And I'm like, we, great. The only person who can give us an in-depth analysis of this movie is gone out of politics. Like, how do you not keep a person like that around in your life? They wanted to watch Catch That Kid over <laughs> Cody Banks. That, that, that is a real tragedy of this movie, is the fact that there was someone out there who loved that movie enough to want to watch it it's, uh, for a few birthday parties in a row. Like, Bartek, It wasn't who knows? in a row. I think there no, was one year oh, gap. Okay. But, yeah. but, was there, but you don't know what happened after <laughs> primary school. He was probably like, he's probably, you know, like, in his, he's like 17. And he's like, guys, I don't really want to watch Harry Potter. Let's watch Catch That Kid. Well, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, those two birthday parties were after primary school. Whoa. So, geez. Like, he was old years, enough. A, a few years He up. was wow, old so he enough to have outgrown this movie. And he still loved it. Just like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, we haven't actually talked about the movie itself. Like, we talked about what uh, attachment. We've met all the characters with funky intros. We've met most oh, yeah. of the characters, yeah. No, we've met all of them. Well, the main we? characters. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, uh, but here's the older brother, who is a great bully character. He's exactly like what I loved about this movie was after having had watched it for the first time, the movie that this reminded me of the most is Big Fat Liar. Like, it reminds me of Cody Banks, but I haven't watched that in a very long time. But it reminded me of Big Fat Liar in a lot of ways. The cinematography, the directing style, the children, uh, the characters, the kind of uh, farcical storyline of, like, kids who become thieves, while Big Fat Liar were, like, kids who also are thieves, technically. Yeah, and yeah. And all, all, all of this so kind of stuff reminded me of Big Fat Liar, but what really reminded me is the older brother character. In Big Fat Liar, there's a bully character in that movie who kind of serves no point. 
but the brother in this serves a point, but he's a bully, and then halfway through the film, he's no longer a bully anymore. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> exactly all, like Big Fat Life. It's also interesting because it shows how kids know how to do more advanced stuff than what we know, like how yeah. to like do climbing or something yeah. like that. It's like, <laughs> we should learn this in school. Yeah, like, with my like faint memory of this movie I thought it was like a, a movie about kids spies not yeah. that it was a kid heist movie you thought of spy kids oh right. I didn't think of spy kids but, but like I didn't say the phrase spy kids because that's like yeah it's the it's name too of obvious. another movie it's too obvious now me I had no attachment but once it opened with her climbing I was instantly like wow I relate to this character and especially if I was a kid, I would relate to her because all kids love climbing. True. All, uh, kids, all like... kids have professional harness equipment <laughs> and own a go-kart you know, track. You know, on that note, the friend of mine that liked this movie was very much into gymnastics. Like, he could do oh a lot my of crazy Lord. flips could and you... stuff. What was, was this person's name? Nathan. Nathan what? Johnston. Nathan Johnston. Johnston. If you're out there, I know there's a long shot, but who knows... There might be a Nathan Johnston listening, and he's just like, holy shit, he's just scrolling through Facebook or Podbean or iTunes, which you can check us out on all of those platforms, wink, and he just sees, holy shit, catch that kid. I, oh my god, my dreams have finally come true. I thought I was the only person who cared about that movie. And then he finds out it's me. And then he finds out that it's his old friend Bartek. Please reconnect with Bartek and come on the show. You can recommend the movie. Hell, if you want to do Catch That Kid, we'll do Catch That Kid a second time round. I just really want to know you, sir. Because <laughs> we love you. I love you. I miss you already and I've never met you before. I feel nostalgic for the memories that I've never had of you. Oh my god. Yeah. Just come come to us. Nathan. You know what's funny is he wasn't even like the type of crazy personality that we usually like. I don't, so. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. So we missed an emotional scene in which he was like touch that scar. Oh yeah. yeah. Poke his scar. Also... Very reminiscent to Thomas and Jesus in which Thomas was the doubter of the apostles and he did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus until he had to touch the wound of Christ. For some reason, when you said Thomas and Jesus, I'm like, what the hell are you talking what about? What movie is this? I want to know what it is. They're like, oh, wait, the Bible. Oh, the Bible. All right. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I love he was not like, Jesus didn't spark him off to Christianity or the Bible. But but once I started talking about it further. No, no, because like, because you said Thomas first. In my head, I immediately thought of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> and I didn't like overwrite the Jesus and the Thomas the Tank Engine. And then Thomas touched Jesus. Jesus is wound. <laughs> well, he sort of ran over Jesus, but that's alright. And then the fat controller said... Reese, you have to be Ringo Starr first. I can't, I can't do a Liverpool accent. I can't do And it. then the fat controller said, touch the wound. Touch the wound. <laughs> so hold on. We've just basically seen most of the dad's like physical... Oh, I thought you were going to say movie. most of the dad's scenes. And I'm like, I agree. He's barely in the movie. Yeah, and he was actually a pretty cool character. I did yeah. like Sam Robards in this. He was... I, I liked him too, but what I was going to say was very Christian Christian uh, imagery in this movie. But I was saying this to Reese before you you came here, Bartek. Today was I find it very interesting that that the kids touched his wound, his scar, and he's like, okay, and then he's like, okay, bad touch, bad touch. <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> and then the next scene is him falling over and having no feelings in his legs. I'm not saying that the kids <laughs> touching his scar 
is the reason why he now has a severe back injury. But, but I think contribute. it's the kids touching his scar. Well, it could have been the ice cream. I also wanted to take this scene seriously, but I'm too busy being like, okay, she's got a midriff showing. Like, like, <laughs> she's all teary-eyed and crying, but at the same time, you can't take it seriously because 2000s fashion. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, was it? Or was oh, it, it was you real- haven't watched enough 2000s movies. We have. It was a real fashion back then to have ill-fitting clothes and clothes with just numbers on them for no apparent reason. It worked in college, it, I would say. Yeah. Like, like American college, not our yeah, college. No, no, no. So, so, yeah, the movie plot, of course, guys, is is uh, the dad is ill. They need to raise $250,000 because the system in America doesn't work. And the only option is for them to uh, rob a bank that the mum works at. Obviously, <laughs> there's no other way, such as charity or, or, or you know, any any other way is to rob a bank. But my favorite part, Bartek, is they have to go to Denmark to get an experimental, untested surgery in Denmark. Like, and why is was it, it untested? I think I like to think it is. Okay, uh, is Den- Danish Danish surgery. Why is it Danish? Because this film is a remake of a Danish movie. Mm. And I think that's a really subtle little wink to to its predecessor, to its originating point. Because, you know, this movie obviously is going to be different to the Danish one. I don't know what the Danish one's plot is. It's roughly the same. But the medical system works over in Denmark, so why do they have to rob a bank? But uh, here is probably the best thing best line delivery in this movie is this evil guy, the evil bank guy who I'm just going to call evil bank guy. I wrote my notes evil British bank guy because he's just so British about everything he does. He reminds me of the guy who plays Zod in uh, the original uh, Superman movie. It's like, Neil before Zod, Terrence Stamp. But he I love this. Like it's like even him standing up. He's just putting so much into this. Don't you have a heart? <laughs> this is not an emotional issue, Mrs. Phillips. <laughs> Our bank has no heart. <laughs> and then, like, only paper in a vault. Like, the seed so- is planted. And I know you're thinking, right, that was an exaggerated line delivery you did there. No, 100% true to how he delivered it. Yep. His lines are his <laughs> lines are the greatest, but he, he, none of his lines... I had what, There was one <laughs> delivery in the movie that made me lose it. Tell me, because Bartek didn't tell me beforehand but he gave me an inkling there was like four lines of dialogue that it, you love it was something that gus said and it which it, one's gus again Sorry. he's the blonde one oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, the go-karts yeah, yeah yeah um it's when it's coming up later on when uh, he's modifying the go-kart to work with an xbox controller oh yeah pretty yeah. much <laughs> pretty much him narrating what's going on he was like uh it's working. I'm a genius. But how do I stop? Maybe I'm not a genius. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just that whole bit. It's like how Luke Peverell, who's been on this show before, does commentary on these episodes where he just points at things and goes, the screen is on. Font is moving. She's entering the room. Like, that's basically, he commentated himself. Okay. That's what I love what you're talking No, that's what he's doing. It's like, maybe I'm a genius. Oh, no, that's not working. I'm not a genius. Ah. Oh. Um, Bartek, this movie has a lot of characters in it. I fuck ton of characters. Yeah, um... Who's I, your favourite? <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I'll, I'll just mention this first. Like, when I was watching... When I watch these movies, I like to sometimes think, 
which one's going to be Ryan's favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too, to be honest. Yeah, and when no, I, I'm not going to pick it. I know I'm not going to pick it because when I watched it, I'm like, oh, this bank guy, it must be him. He's crazy. <laughs> and then later on, other characters kept coming. I'm like, <laughs> like the German the, rock so bizarre, wheeler the trainer. wheeler trainer, the 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 lady, the receptionist lady who gives the model, the 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 guy. No wait, can we please not skip over her? The guy on the video phone that she's on with that goes, are you freaking out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's pulling. Giamatti in this movie? <laughs> Go on, what other characters? So many. Oh, the 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 guy who works with the brother. The, uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought like, oh, maybe him, but he's a bit, you know, he's try hardy. I don't know. Yeah, so, he was a bit too try hardy. So th- those Nazi. were like, those were like the ones that I was thinking. But I'm thinking, you know, knowing Ryan, he's gonna pull something <laughs> like surprise, like the baby or something. <laughs> Do you want to have a guess? Um, I'm gonna tell you because I can't keep it in because it's so. The I can't. Okay, I'm it. just gonna stab the bank manager. No. Okay. What about you? There's no so many characters in this movie that come in and out. Now, I'll give you another go, Bartek. It's not a character. Uh, like they don't speak and they don't have more than one frame, <laughs> like one scene. Then I'm not gonna be able to get it. I don't think. Have a guess. I'm gonna have a guess. It's it's a long shot, but I'm guessing the security guard in the bank. Close. That's in the parking lot. No. Damn it. Bartek, you sure you don't have another guess? This is a guess who's Ryan's favourite one scene character who stole the movie. I don't don't know. Okay, there's a scene later on in this movie. Spoiler alert. They eventually do rob the bank. But, bum bum bum, there's tricks to this vault. They accidentally set off the alarm. The bank evil British guy's cutting the cake and he's all like, The only success that matters is financial. (laughs) And then the alarm goes off and everyone's like, Ah, oh, ah, oh, my ears. There's this one guy. Now, the alarm goes off <laughs> twice. <laughs> the yeah. alarm goes off twice. Now, I can't remember if it's the first or second, but we'll have to watch it. There's a guy in a full tuxedo, an older man, who uh, looks Cuban or something, and he just reacts <laughs> by, covering, <laughs> by covering his ears with the tips of his fingers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is my favorite character, and he goes, and he goes, oh, and he, just, he keeps, okay, he keeps going, oh, oh, and he's just like covering uh. his ears, and I just went, that guy, that guy, someone, so he's a character on the same level as to bring it back to the tuxedo, the guy who passed out and then woke up when the scene, wake up, yeah. So this guy's in one scene. He gets a loud ringing in his ears. He covers his ears so gently with the tips of his fingers and goes, oh, oh. Like, you know, there's a scene, I think it's in Quantum of Solace, James Bond, the Daniel Craig one, where there's a guy in the background who has a broom and he's supposed to, he's just extra and he's supposed to be dusting the ground. Yeah. But this extra had no idea what he was doing and he was like, just, just miming the idea with with a broomstick but his broomstick is like two feet off the ground oh so it's like (laughs) he's doing it in the air he's doing it in the air that's the kind of character this guy is with his ears he's like oh oh I can't wait for this thing I cannot wait so this movie we haven't talked about a lot of it yet we're talking about it all I did not understand okay 
This is the fault of the movie, okay? I, I don't understand why they have all these security measures that still don't work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these cameras detect things. The security guards are there. And, like, they're motion detected. Motion sensor. So they run, stop, wait for it to die, and then run, stop. Why don't they just keep running? I don't understand. Like, uh, this movie really... Facing love addiction. <laughs> Sorry, he's reading a book called Facing Love Addiction. This movie's security systems, I don't understand, because they trigger each one of them, practically, and the guards still don't do anything. I th- yeah, I think the problem is that the guards, the they just happen to not be looking at the screen every time they're on yeah. the Or they reject the it's idea that there's someone there. It's like, there's a thing going off in Sector 5. I was in Sector 5, you idiot! Hey, have you ever heard the story about the boy who cried Sector 5? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, he... Farrell is my favourite character just because he's too try-hard in this yeah. movie. I just I just can't help it but just laugh oh continuously God. when he just screams like, Back to the monitor, maggot! Did you have a favourite? Was this guy your favourite? I can't remember if you said you had a fave. Um, yeah, I had a hard time deciding. Like, the, the bank guy, he was just so great, but I feel like he needed to be in more scenes. Yeah, but yeah. he was great. He was great. He just needed what to be in more scenes. What about this guy? He reminds me of... He also needed to be in more scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, we, we watched a film a while back called I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yeah. And this actor reminds me a lot of an actor in that movie who plays uh, 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 a guy that gives JTT a lift home. But, in fact, he used to be a bank robber or something or other. You remember that character? Like, the really dumb one in I'll Be Home for Oh, Christmas. was he a bank robber? I don't remember the bank robber thing, but yeah. He was a bank robber, and that's why I was like... Oh, oh yeah, I, he I'd had say... a bunch of stolen stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that guy, he reminds me a lot of that actor. Oh, look, there he is. It's like, you can't get... Oh, you freaking nuts! It's like, thanks, Paul Giamatti. She reminds me a lot of... um, What's that Australian f- comedian? Uh, Julia Morris? Oh, like, yeah, Julia Morris, like... Yeah, the Australian She reminds me a lot like her. She looks like her. The one that's, like, in House Husbands and... Yeah, her. yeah, Julia Morris. Like, she's she's, she's very posh. Yeah, and like, funny lady. This character is very passionate. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, my God, you're a victim of abuse. I'm, I'm going to steal a floor pan for you. So this movie's got a lot of shit going on that... There came a point in which it says, like, the font saying, like, four days to heist, and then day of heist, and I looked at the time, and it was only, like, half an hour in. And I'm like... <laughs> That's actually pretty good timing. Most of the film is dedicated to the heist. And then, yeah, but I was just like... And then, like... It's a movie that's probably the quickest movie I've ever watched on this show. Like, it's not a short... Like, it's an hour and 30 minutes or so. Yeah, standard yeah. time. But it felt like it was 40 minutes long. Like, it blasted through at an amazing pace. I, I wrote in my notes, pace, 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 like, a million times, because it was just whizzing by so fantastically. But it doesn't the fact that, like... If it went too fast, you've had a great time watching it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Speaking of great, I really like this character. Uh, Uh, The De Niro enthusiast. Yeah. He's an actor that's in a ton of dramatic works. Uh, He was in Gran Torino. The Clint Oh, yeah, he played the barber in Gran Torino. Yeah. (laughs) That was great. And he was in uh, American Horror Story Freak Show. He played Twisty the Clown. And he's in a lot of things. Like, this guy's a character actor that appears in a lot of things. And it's just not... Like, this guy, you're just not surprised that he's in a movie. Like, you're like, of course he's here. It's kind of like... 
you know, it's kind of like when Christopher Walken eventually rocks up. You're like, of course, is in this. Of course. Yeah. So I wasn't but, but surprised what, by his existence. Yeah. I, I wasn't surprised either, but what I'm saying is I really like him because he's sort of one of the more normal ones until, like, acting or De Niro is brought up. He's the and only then, per- And then there's the random scene where he's, you know, with a lady in the office. <laughs> shot. He tasered a spider. Like, he That's a pretty good shot. a spider, but it's like, that is... Marty Wolf level insanity <laughs> from that Big is, Fat Liar. Yeah. If you said Paul Giamatti tasered a spider in a movie, I would believe you. Talking about Paul Giamatti, I watched, because uh, Anzac Day recently happened. Yeah. I, of course, watched war movies all day in remembrance of the soldiers, the Anzacs. I watched uh, Saving Private Ryan, mm. which we've made a lot of jokes about on this show and Schindler's List. But, boy, I need to do my research because Paul Giamatti's in Saving Private oh, Ryan. he was part of the comic relief in Saving and Private Ryan. he played Paul Giamatti in World War Two. Like, you know how, you know, you have these historical pieces and they're very accurate. Well, Saving Private Ryan's like that. But then Paul Giamatti walks in with his 21st, se- like, what, 20, late 20th century attitude. Like, basically, they're all like, you know, like... I don't want to find this Ryan. And then there's just Paul Giamatti. He's like, man, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just, I got a rock in my shoe. Jesus, guys. Like, oh, World War II, it's hell. You know me? I'm Paul Giamatti. Hey, hey. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, just I, actually, I, I had to amend my former mistakes of not bringing up the fact that Paul Giamatti was in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, when I was at Cash Converters yesterday, there was a copy of Saving Private Ryan there. And, I was thinking, and you were like, Paul Giamatti? I was thinking, oh, I've never seen it, but you know, I'll, maybe I'll pick it up sometime. Saving Private Giamatti. <laughs> and you know, in save, spoiler alert, in Saving Private Ryan, Ryan doesn't want to be saved. I think Paul Giamatti would be the exact same too. It's like, yeah. we're here to save you, Giamatti. It's like, hey, how about you get out of my house? And he's just like, smack Come on. Him. It's like Raging Bull. Get out of here, Ricky Retardo. It's like, it's, it's like Raging Bull, just like Joe Pesci and De Niro. Like, hey, what are you talking what about? What are you talking Calm about? Down, Come on. Wouldn't it be great if there's a movie and Joe Pesci turns out to be Paul Giamatti's dad? Oh, my. He's, he'd be a good age because he's actually quite old now, he Joe dr- Pesci. Yeah. yeah, he's a little old man. So I was surprised that this guy didn't turn around to look at I him. was surprised too. Also, I was surprised <laughs> that when they asked... <laughs> look at this. <laughs> like anyone's going to notice. <laughs> Why didn't you put the fucking vase in there? It's bigger. I love... Um, oh, God, this movie is full of everything that you need. This movie has so many details. Like, for instance, the vault security passwords, or the security passwords for every door is De Niro. Niro. And that was signed and checked off. Well, that's the the master one. Yeah, yeah, the master one. That's what I meant. Uh, I like the fact that they asked him to get (gasps) detailed, detailed uh, schematics of the building and what does he get? A fucking model which was not detailed schematics. Unless it came apart but it's not. It doesn't. It's all together. Like if basically they could have asked me to get them and I just would have made my approximation out of Lego blocks and said this is an accurate way to rob it. (laughs) But you're like can we please rob can we please rob uh, the National Bank? And I'm like, sure. You're like, give me detailed schematics. And I just look up Google Images and then I make a Lego, a Lego version of it. And you're like... I get chased by dogs. No, no, no. And you're like this. You just stroke your beard and you're just like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, we got it. <laughs> and then we just go into the bank and we rob it successfully. And races the girl. 
Reese has got to be Kristen Stewart. I cannot climb. Unfortunately, I oh. I, I can't be climber girl because I'm I get I get sort of vertigo when I'm up at those heights. Um, she does too. Can we point. also talk about the fact that none of these people are likable? Like, it's a good thing, guys. I found that the only person who had a redeeming quality was the evil British bank guy, because he's the only person in this movie that does not deny the fact that they are evil at any point. Like, these kids aren't her friends. They're just acquaintances. No, they aren't. None of them are friends. They wouldn't be a group of friends. They weren't before. They only like her because they're physically attracted to her. They lust over her. There's a scene that turns up later that makes them sort of unlikable in a way. Oh, you mean when they leave her practically for dead at the end of the movie because they find out that that she manipulated both of them into coming on the heist? That's the scene. Because they've both got their dicks in a knot? Yeah. Or or is is it the fact that they practically demand her to choose which one of them and she's like i don't want either of you and they're like no it doesn't work like that you've got to choose oh yeah bartek's favorite scene which one? Oh yeah bartek <laughs> this is your favorite scene yeah, just... my, my favorite line favorite yeah. scene and line <laughs> like, i mean the scene is just like oh he's gonna it's like Men do you like think this two. film was sponsored by xbox <laughs> <laughs> it would have had to have been would it be great if the evil british guy played playstation and they're like he's evil <laughs> like oh no no he's a nintendo kind of guy oh well. <laughs> evil british guy like Neutral. wouldn't it be great if he was just like like oh i love the wii u <laughs> <laughs> i got it Almost eight years early. <laughs> now, Before the when I turn around and play my Wii U, I expect you to be gone. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he was a spokesman for Wii U's? Oh, like, <laughs> really great if he okay. It's his next job. Okay. Yeah, next he's, job. He's the pitch. It's him with a white background. He just, like, fa- like you do a slow fade-in of him walking towards the camera. He's got a big grin on his face, and he's holding the Wii U, and he just sniffs it and throws it over his shoulder and goes... I like to play the Wii U. You should buy it too. I <laughs> broke, like, but I can buy another one. And yeah. then Nintendo, there's like, Nintendo or whatever. It's like, Wii. And then the motto is, the only success that's worth celebrating is financial. <laughs> All right, so to get real with everyone. You know, why is he not wearing pants? Well, he's wearing shorts. Yeah, but why is he not wearing pants? I don't know. He doesn't feel like it. <laughs> They're only really shooting boxes. his upper part. So, Reese, you're a filmmaker and Ryan, we're actors. Yep, this is accurate. This is very accurate. We always, you know, genuflect and oh. ask people, you know, <laughs> like really seriously how to get into character, what's our motivation and stuff like that. And Reese's job is to tell people this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, yes. So, I was actually really surprised that he took off his hair because I'm also used to actor with no hair but I thought oh this is earlier in his work maybe he has hair and then he took it off and I'm like, like oh there's oh, the he, man he I doesn't know. have hair but I like how that his wig is appropriate where it has kind of thinning like you could see his scalp like oh I'm not going to pretend that I have a full head of hair I'm going to at least give the illusion that I'm still thinning on top good for you man well, it's like how Ted Danson wears wigs he, he wears wigs He's always worn wigs. You know Ted Danson. Has he? Che- Becker and Cheers. He wears wigs. He was bold when he was doing Cheers. He always wears wigs, toupees, if you prefer the correct term. And what I like about Ted Danson is, as he gets older, he adapts his wigs to his age. So now he's got white hair. He has a white wig. And what would be a considered an appropriate hair hairstyle for an older gentleman? He, he adapts his wigs and his hair 
with his age. And I think that's very appropriate because, hey, you know, you're bold. You're bold at a very early age or whatever. You might want to just go, oh, thick head of hair forever. Like Christopher Walken has a thick head of hair. That's actually his hair, though. Yeah. But it's just like Ted Danson is humble enough to be like, no, no, no. I'm I'm in my what, 70s? 60s? 60s? Rough, roughly 60s, I think. 60s. And he's like, no, I'm going to have appropriate hair for my a man my age. You know, I respect people like the bank guy in this movie who can be like, you know what? This isn't flying. I'm going to have appropriate toupees. What I'm saying is this movie highlights people with appropriate toupees. Proper, I hate... Proper recognition. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate to use this cliche term, <laughs> but Kristen Stewart's character in this is a very strong female character. Some might say she's a Mary Sue, yeah. but hey, if it wasn't for her character in this movie and Zathura, would we even have a new Star Wars movie? Maybe not, but I'd just like to, you know, elaborate on her... Her, the, the strengths of this character, basically. All right, mm-hmm. yes. So, um, a lot of things are going wrong in this character's life in this movie. Yes. yes. In terms of mostly with the dad and having to put up with those two friends of hers. Those two possible rapists. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Go on. Basically, a lot of things are piling up on her and even though she's going through this really bizarre idea of I need to rob this bank and I need to somehow manipulate these two guys who are really sensitive to the very brief notion that I might not be interested in them. Like, for example, this character right here, Austin. The simple mention of, he's not my boyfriend, made Uh him angry. Yeah. uh. And storm off. So she's got to, you know, manipulate them with this whole uh, love locket, not locket, necklace thing. It's a locket. Um, No, it's a necklace. And, no. and then she's and then later on when they start the heist spoiler alert she has to take her little brother with her yeah yeah she's basically Maxwell, got to, yeah. yeah she's basically got to juggle all this stuff just to do this really illegal thing that might not work just to get yeah. her dad to walk again this movie's a lot like Sophie's choice yeah and these characters here they all <laughs> they I all... have not seen Sophie's choice I'm sorry well Sophie's choice is about a woman. Very much like Kristen Stewart in this movie, and she has to make a detrimental choice, like Kristen Stewart does in this movie, about whether or not she should let her dad die, or pick this guy over Austin, or pick no man. Sophie's Choice is an emotional quality film. Not as good as this movie, though. Okay. Never as good as this. I would recommend watching this way over Sophie's Choice. More upbeat before I start. Of course. You were saying, Patrick? Yeah, I was saying something. Then you started masturbating over Sophie's Choice again. (laughs) Uh, Go on. Fuck, what was I saying? Uh, The strengths of Kirsten Stewart's character. Yeah, I know that's the topic, but what what was my thought process? Uh, You were talking Uh, about how she she had to make lots of choices. Yeah, choices. She's looking after dead dad and these rapists. He's not dead, but... uh, I have to choose between Austin or... Uh, uh, what's his name? Gus. Gus, right. They also have holographic technology in this universe. Yeah, how do they do that? <laughs> because this movie has the ability. Oh, that, that's a common thing. Like, the, the smart kid of a group of friends always has, like, really advanced technology for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, Big right. Fat Liar. Yeah, exactly. You know? On and on Who's the smart kid in that one? Frankie Muniz, obviously. Was he? He was. But he, he was. He, he was incredibly that. smart. He was incredibly practical. Oh, that's another thing. She's very, you know. Practical. She's very practical, very efficient. She can get things done. She could kill home. a man. She, or to save her dad, I think she probably would. She yeah. would do anything to save her dad, even star in Twilight. Mm. I mean, poor lady. 
Yeah, and she, worse than death. And you know, she looks up to her dad. He, he's a climber. He climbed to the top of Mount Everest, you know, free climbing. Mm. And she's willing to free climb to save her dad. Yeah. Hey, oh, I hey. just got. Uh, you, you go. No, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to say like. Emotional. Good point, Bartek. Good point, very, Bartek. That was very emotional. I've got a question. It only dawned on me now. Yeah? I don't know Kristen Stewart's filmography, unfortunately, but would this be one of the last leading roles she had before Twilight? Because she's the main character. In Zathura, she's not, and in Panic Room, she's not. Would this be one of her last leading roles before Twilight? I don't know if it's her first and last or just her last or anything. I'm going to say last. Be. Well, but... she's more of a supporting character because she's a child of age. No, but, but she's she's the lead well, character. Wait, in this movie, Reese? Yeah, in she... this movie. She's the main character. She's she the is main. the main character. That's yes. what we, that's what we journey. I was going to say Panic Room, but Brian mentioned she's a supporting oh, Panic character. Room. She's a supporting character now. So, Twilight had to cast someone who is perfect and you know when you're casting people you look at all their roles of course but if they have a leading role in something that really boosts their credibility and I'm just saying they the people who cast this who cast this did not know that they were going to cast the future superstar in Twilight and the Twilight people went hey we've got to check out her work catch that kid she was a lead role in that oh my god she's perfect so the people from Twilight cast her because she was in Catch, Catch That, that kid, kid, and obviously, she, and obviously she was a good actress in Catch That Kid. Yeah, she was an amazing actress in this movie. Do you not see her levels of depth? As, She's I, actually, I do. Really es- deep, especially in the bank vault scene. I do uh, think that. I felt I feel a lot of tension from Man. her. Man, so like when we were growing up. I don't know about you, Ryan, but like I often cl- the, the people I on things. the people I surrounded myself. I went to an old guy school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not many people Explains there liked not people there liked Twilight very much. So, no, no, so, no, so Twilight was very much you know a huge joke. Like, oh, Kristen Stewart, she can't act. She's yeah. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man! After doing this show and seeing her in you know Zathura and this, she's, she's a great. Versatile actress. Yeah, she's a good actress. I genuinely like Kristen Stewart. Yeah. It's just that the the roles some of some of the roles she's picked, of course, have let her she's down. She's an she's a female Shia LaBeouf. We, yeah, well, we talked about this on yeah, Zathora. Yeah, yeah. Well, check that episode out. Yeah, and like you know, in Twilight, the whole idea of the Bella Swan character is that she's meant to be like a a plank of wood a, with a, eyes, a character that women are meant to like kind of put themselves into like yeah like the other woman with yeah, Cameron like, Diaz she's again that's another actually that's another series where she's got you know two guys after her but <laughs> can we just stop for a moment and recognize the fact that they somehow got these outfits where did they get these outfits also they got one for a baby which is on short hard. notice on, on short, short notice, notice with zero money to their names hence they're robbing a bank where, when, why? I would rather. Oh, maybe they made it. Wait, no, no. There's no, no way. No, they there's a character missing from this movie. The tailor. Jeremy Irons is the tailor, oh. and he's just there. And it's just Jeremy Irons, like Dungeons and Dragons style acting, in which he's like, "You want, you want a tuxedo for a baby?" And then he just hands them it, and he's like, "Call me later for Batman v Superman." <laughs> that was my it. god what a movie that was so Ryan maybe you should pay attention to see if your Cuban fellow no. oh where is a Cuban guy no, no, what, where, Ray, hold on Reese. Right, I'm saying in Cuban. case he appears he was, oh. he, was, he was dark skinned but he didn't look like he was black so I said Cuban just off the cuff maybe he's he, maybe he's just light skinned but either way he was, he was a, I do believe a darker skinned look, gentleman I'm we, gonna go Cuban because you know what we have not had enough Cuban actors on this show and I feel like I feel like Fidel 
needs to be an actor more often. Fidel true, Castro, true, that is. True. And he's getting old, but I would love to see him do his own bio movie directed <laughs> by Tom Cruise. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Produced that, by that, J.J. Abrams. That's not a movie. That's a cultural sort of thing. Phenomenon. Oh, here comes the first camera. Here comes the now, pointless this camera. This is where they should have noticed Went like, her oh, in the beginning. Oh, here she is, climbing. But yeah, no. The, the whole, like, yeah, you were right about the whole, why don't they just keep running thing. The whole idea is that, like, you stop so the camera will eventually go away. Mm. Not that it would, like, never detect you. It's not like, uh, there's nothing here. Or, yeah. yeah. What I, um feel really about this movie is I said it a lot but this movie has got so much I respect it it has so much energy vigor imagination and a quick pace that it gets me worried guys that we aren't talking enough about what's actually happening in this movie because we have so many things that we can't catch up on if we actually wanted to do a proper detailed analysis of this movie this episode would have to be five hours long. Yeah. I'm not joking. Or we'd have to make five hour long episodes. Or. About this movie. Because we've missed out on so much. We haven't even talked about the Nazi security guys. We haven't talked about Kristen Stewart wearing a really sexy dress for a 13 year old girl. We haven't talked about the dad saying that he can he can only, like, he's like, Oh, I've been looking at this roof for like an hour. It's like he can still move his eyes. We haven't talked about so many things, and I know you guys out there that you um, what was your friend's name again? Nathan. Nathan, I know you're out there saying to yourself, why aren't they talking about this part, this movie? It's, Jesus Christ! I did notice very early on that like shit, we're talking so much about what we thought of it that we're not talking about what's actually happening. But it's because this movie is so much shit being thrown at you, and I, I mean shit in a good way. Well, like what Reese said earlier, the second half of this movie really is the heist. So let let's let's take that opportunity since we've just entered the second half. Actually, mm. I've just noticed something. Yeah, it's emotional. He's got braces. Yeah, didn't you oh, notice I, that? I didn't notice that. Later I'm, on, <laughs> he gets tased. He gets tasered, and his braces have a lightning effect. On I him. noticed the lightning, but I didn't notice the braces. Oh, really? They make an amplified point that he has braces. Like, there's a scene in which uh, we may have missed it already, but he grins evilly, and you just see nothing but braces. It's he well, does braces. Ryan, braces, leave Reese alone. He only saw it on the big screen. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's your fucking excuse, Reese? Um, I was eating popcorn. Give me a break. So That's fair enough. Yeah. I liked how this film had enough uh, respect of the male anatomy to dedicate a whole 20 second scene or sequence to him having injured testicles. <laughs> because another film would be like kicked in testicles and they go, ooh, ah, and then they're fine. But this guy's injured for pretty much the rest of the movie. <laughs> and, anoth- and another film is Sorority Boys. <laughs> yeah, another film is Sorority Boys. But for the rest of this movie, he's kind of injured. He's like, but I love this. She walks in, flaunts her kind of sexiness that she has going on, and he covers his dick with He's a He's wearing bone. pants! What was he doing? Massaging his balls? What was he doing? Like, is he like, don't look at my injured testicles like you can't see because I'm wearing trousers? There's lots of things. I love how military their outfits are. I know security guards have this and whatever, but, like, the hats, they got this whole SS thing going on. Oh he really does. <laughs> Like, it's this... Why? <laughs> Is it to amplify the fact that the bank's evil? It's not. It's just a bank. Well, even the Nazis had attack dogs. Yes. yes. Rottweilers, too. Greyhounds. No, oh. not Greyhounds. Great Danes. Ugh. I don't know. Dogs. dogs. I love how old... Like, according to the dog trainer, that we, we don't see again. That was unfortunate. He yeah. comments that pretty much all Rottweilers 
respond to German. Like, not all the ones he trains, just all of them. Like, all of them. Like, I guess it's because they got German deep down in their bones. They only respond to German. I got really confused. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't that the problem with uh, Austin? Like, he, he couldn't speak German he with enough say, authority because German say, language is very... He kept saying asphalt. Like, yeah, ouchfart. Yeah. And then also, he didn't say it with enough conviction because the German Not language is... respect, to use his word. Uh, yeah, but uh, conviction in turn because the German language is very, very harsh to the ear. I yeah. think that's well enough an easy thing to say, especially to the Polish here. I, I made a, yeah, I made a joke about it when I said the Polish title. She winked at me. Oh yeah, they both said it at the same time. Pretty, she pretty, pretty winked cute. at me. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, where's the chief? Now, he's so freaked out that he's showing the taser, he and just he jumps. jumps. O- over the one thing that will <laughs> cause him to get noticed. <laughs> he does the one thing other than, wait, oh yeah, Oh, no, no, it's not him. Not him. I thought the photographer, but then he's clearly an Asian man. I'm waiting for my my ear guy. And see, what's the point? Like, doesn't it record these things so they can rewind the tapes and show the fact that you were there well, later, robbing the bank? Later on, they get a perfect excuse so that, like, yeah, it wouldn't really mean anything. That yeah. is, that is perfect. So, hold on, when I brought up the dogs, I just remembered, I did a quiz on this movie. <gasps> what? Yeah, please say Will Smith was one of the answers. Like, who plays their dad? Will Smith. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> I got 9 out of 10 points on the quiz. Um, what one did you get wrong? Apparently, like, it's like, what does the dad call the main character and i was like oh uh, maddie it's like no he calls her madeline rose or something oh yeah that was a scene there yeah, was a scene yeah, yeah so that's what i got wrong but one of the questions was <laughs> what a- what animals do they have guarding like for security at the bank dogs the correct answer is dogs yes i got that right the second this one only had three answers the second answer was wolves oh, the wow. third answer was Animals! <laughs> with, an ex- with an exclamation mark. <laughs> release the animals! Wouldn't it be great if like, they just released it and it was just like a snapping tortoise? It's like, oh no! <laughs> oh no, wouldn't it be great if they released... <gasps> no, they missed a great fourth answer there. And the fourth answer is De Niro. <laughs> it's like, they released you know, De Niro. They have, you know, they, they have the pens with the dogs in them. Wouldn't it be great if like they had the dog flap and just... Robert De Niro crawled <laughs> through it and he just stands up and is like, what you doing here? Huh? And he just like starts to antagonize them by just giving speeches to them and they don't know what to do and then they just slowly walk past him and he doesn't move. <laughs> no, I would imagine him getting stuck in the door flap. He's like, I'm 70 years old. Can you give me a hand? Jesus. Man, jeez, I'm dirty grandpa. Give me a hand. <laughs> So Bad the, grandpa, not dirty. Oh, they're well, both the same yeah. grandpas. Jesus. You know how in the later scene, uh, when they're in the actual vault itself, Gus steps on the eye and that makes the whole panel thing turn yeah, up? Yeah, that's weird. There was a question that asked what was the thing that made the panel turn up, and obviously the answer is stepping on the eye. Yeah. One of the... I can't remember what one of the answers were, but the one that I am bringing up right now was... Uh, to just stand in the middle of the room and yell, MONEY! (laughs) (laughs) What? Money. Let's do that. Money! You know what would have been great? If the bank guy's like, 
had a brother and it was just Tim Curry. <laughs> like, it would have been just the oh, best. So it's like, Curry. it's not Tim Curry. I'm just So sweet. did anyone read the trivia for this movie? Yes. I, I did not. A lot of the trivia was the fact that this baby, baby. was the most antagonistic asshole Reese. cry cry baby did, In the ever. earlier scene, you remember when Kristen Stewart was walking with the baby hand in hand? Yeah. That was a trivia point. Yeah, because it's like originally she was supposed to carry the baby, but the baby did not want that. <laughs> And then it's like, even even in 2004, Kristen Stewart could not get on with the younger generation. I guess that's what <laughs> Oh, my saying. God. Hey, do you find... Hey, this baby's now a teenager. Oh. Yeah. Holy shitballs. I want to know what he's doing at this moment. If you know Nathan, baby, uh, please, <laughs> <laughs> please tell him to come on the show. If the baby knows Nathan or if Nathan knows the baby? Both. both. Okay. okay, if baby knows Nathan or Nathan knows baby. No one puts Nathan in the corner. Jeez. That was... Maybe baby put Nathan in the corner. Jeez. Okay, so we find out that in this scene that not only does Austin have hologram technology, but it's a technology that just exists in this universe. My housemate asked, when is this set? And I'm like, did you not see? It's set in 2003. Because at the start, we already talked about yeah. this. So this is a period piece. So we already have holograms, guys. I mean, Tupac, he was a hologram once. Uh, you know, maybe we can get the hologram touch pads. You know, like this movie is taking place in a universe in which touchscreen technology didn't even exist yet. But touch hologram technology right. surely existed. So it's one step closer to getting Star Wars technology. To getting Minority Report technology. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did Star Wars have touchable yeah. uh, hologram technology? Oh, I think that... Oh, no. I they think just that, watched holograms. They just whether, watched touch whether, it. whether it does or not, I'd believe it. If, if Bartek, I'm sure you can give us a detailed analysis of Star Wars right oh, off yeah. the cuff. <laughs> so, uh, um, sure. I loved this movie uh, a lot. I had not seen it before, so I had no idea what I was getting into. But I did go on IMDb. And read the plot synopsis. I'm like, good grief. Is this in the Big Fat Liar universe? Please, please, please. And it really is kind of to me. Like, I don't know what is going on with this movie. But it is it is this special era of films. I was saying this to Bartek and Reese before we started. I have a theory that any children's live action movie in particular that was made between 2001 and 2005, all have this unique style, this style, where they have the adults are the villains, or the adults are antagonistic, or the the adults don't care, and the children are the heroes, and you have all these famous child actors like Amanda Bynes and Kristen Stewart and Frankie Muniz, and they all have far-out plots. Like, this one is like, the dad's dying. Let's just rob a bank. Like, they don't even have any moral ambiguity or, like, any lead-up. They're just like, the only way to do it is rob a bank. And Big Fat Lie is like, Paul Giamatti, the evil adult, stole my script. All of these movies, I will now, from this year of 2001 to 2005, I call it the Munez era. Because I feel like Frankie Munez was the child star. He's the face of the He is child the every child. Movies. Here's something I think we've lost in what we've gained. Children's entertainment like this, you... Look, we won't beat around the bush. We think it's the greatest film ever made, but you guys don't, evidently. But that's why you listen to us, so you realise the importance of it. But films from this era 
were a lower standard of children's entertainment in comparison to what we have now. Things like Pixar and Disney have picked up their game quite a lot, have have given us the joy of having great kids' movies. We don't have as many of these type of movies which are lower down the list. I feel like a lot of kids' movies, adults are running out to see them. I mean, Jungle Book is a movie that's on cinemas and I want to see it. And that's because it's based on normal property. But then you have other things like Pixar movies, Inside Out, all this that have all these recognition, while movies like this during the Munez era, they were just considered kid stuff. They were considered lower forms of entertainment. But and I yet think, they were really creative. But what I think we've lost out on with gaining so much stuff is the kind of cult status of kids' movies where you can be like, big fat liar, and you'll be like, ugh. But nobody has that now with these movies. But also, you know what I think we've lost out on? Who's the kid actor right now? Yeah. Uh, Who's the kid actor of this era right now? Because back then it was Munez. Like, a couple of years back, could we have argued that, like, Chloe Moretz? No, not Chloe really. Grace Moretz, yeah. yeah. But really, in all fairness, I only knew her from two movies, Kick-Ass 1 and Kick-Ass 2, when she was a kid. What about 500 Days of Summer was what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Freddie Highmore. Who's that? Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Finding Neverland. But that was mid-2000s. Oh, and that was Munez era. That was Munez. No, Munez had just finished. What I think has happened is, with the increased production of television, the child stars have moved to TV. You have Modern Family, where you have all these great child actors. You have you have Fresh Off the Boat. You have The Middle. You have all these shows. While Munez was one of the few that could be a TV and film child star. You rarely had that. You mm. rarely had that. That's why I think this era is really important. Yes. We've increased in quality, but we've lost something along the way. I can't say a great kid actor right now off the top of my head. And then you may go, it's because you're not watching enough kids movies, Ryan. No, it's not that. I'm very in tune with with films, and I just can't think of that kid. You had Macaulay Culkin. He said it right. Oh, yeah. Everyone clap. Macaulay Culkin. And you had him in the 90s, and then you had, like, this person, that person. Hell, even Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he had his period. You had all these kid actors, but where's our kid actor today? Where's our hero? Where's the baby from this movie? Well, he would be 17, (laughs) so he wouldn't be much of a kid actor. But, yeah, that's just my little, little tangent that I wanted to go on. I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like this movie really ignited something in me that the last movies we've done haven't because they haven't been kids-related as much. Yeah, we did Flipper and all that. Yeah, Elijah Wood, kid actor, 90s. Oh, Ryan, is this the scene? Uh, or it could be the It's next coming one? up, it's coming up, I'm sure. But this does have the great... Yeah, it's like, like, you know, him talking about, like, the only success that matters. I would actually really like That really that matters. Character. It's financial. Whoa! <laughs> you know what I mean? He's so evil. But it is coming up. She sets this alarm off. She sets it off twice, so I think it might be the second time when people are kind of filing out of the building. Yeah. Oh, but he's the first. Alarm he's the first. Off. But there is, yes. There's, I don't think it is this one. No, no. But, okay. but it, that, that guy, the French guy, reminds me a lot oh. of the dad from Big Fat Lie as well. Maybe that's why. No, I like, like this. I love the security system. Yeah. I do. Do something. You said there do was something. too much. You, like, you said there were, like you didn't like him because he was trying too hard. I, I, didn't, think, I didn't not like him. I just yeah. thought that he was trying a bit yeah. too hard. I think what I respect about this movie is out of all of them is it's uh, it actually does slapstick very well. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it has a like live action cartoony nature to it. Definitely. And the world, you just accept it because 
like I said before, the pace and the tone, where it's a movie where you could say a lesser movie or a better movie could have more depth to it of why these kids are so willing to just rob a bank other than the plot says so. But this is a movie in which you just accept that and you just accept that this guy wants to be De Niro and you just accept that this guy loves to tase spiders and you just accept this and you just accept that. It's a great thing about cinema is you, you know, the, even the great films are ludicrous like you know any David Fincher movie is insanely ludicrous but you just buy into it you just have the suspension of disbelief and just buy into the reality and that's what I did with this movie I just really bought into it as soon as I saw the opening credits I'm like I'm in Oh yeah, I certainly didn't think anything here was unreal, like unbelievable for this in universe. in this no. universe. Yeah. Like in previous films we've done, I've had gripes. Like in the film Sorority Boys, which was a fairly naturalistic film, there was a moment where it was just a cartoon where one character gets thrown oh, out yeah, the window yeah. and he comes back in another window like a boomerang in the same shot. In the same shot, and it in makes no sense. a few seconds, yeah. Yeah, but this movie, it's all cartoon all the time. There is no realism in this movie and I think I respect well, a movie that has the balls enough to say we're not this isn't realistic this isn't what the real world's like this wouldn't happen because we want to escape don't we? Yeah well yeah. I, I think on that note though I would say that uh, Madeline Kristen Stewart's character sort of does have an element of realism to kind of make her con- like to sort of emphasise the whole aspect of how she's really struggling and she needs to overcome all the mm. conflicts that go on in the movie so I, I would say that she she could be seen as a bit less cartoonish than the rest. Yeah, but, but you need that in your protagonist. Yeah, but as a contrasting point, that really makes her character stand out really well. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about protagonists. Usually, I would say 95% of the time, the protagonist is grounded, and they're usually not your favourite character in the story. Usually. There's always exceptions, of course, like Casablanca and all these kind of things. The naked gun. The naked gun. The naked gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But usually the protagonist isn't the one that you always love as much. Like, there's always a love, but there's usually side characters. Yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, she she has to hold it all on her, on her shoulders. You know, she has yeah. to think, my dad, he's a flashback for no reason. They have two flashbacks, and I was really stunned that there were flashbacks. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect this, because I had no point to set it up. Yeah, and she's wearing the same beanie that he wore when he climbed Well, Everest. she made that for him. Yeah, she took it back really to do this heist. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, fuck you, be, Dad, you don't need it, you're paralysed. Be proud of me, Daddy. She's number one. One of the so, questions was, what does it say on her beanie? Daddy issues? <laughs> I can't remember what the answer was. Oh, sorry, mummy issues. I think number one, daddy and something else. Daddy? Yeah. There's one other question I'll bring up when she gets to the vault. So, um, yeah, this, this movie. This is the movie that I think made me laugh the most. Uh, <laughs> in a long time. In, oh, okay. From for the movies we've done in the show. In a long time, I think I haven't laughed as thoroughly throughout a movie. I think it's because I hadn't seen it before, especially. Yeah, this was one of the movies that you didn't bring up to the show. <laughs> I thought he was going to. I actually did ask for majority. How did they get out of the 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 um the thing in the center of the room? That there was has, a gap. Yeah, I know, but. At yeah. first, I didn't see it because oh. it's glass, right? So it just looks like all of them are closed. So, so he like, would have been trapped. Wouldn't it be a great plot twist if it just trapped him in there and it just became <laughs> yeah. this weird movie about yeah. a it kid It was being the controls, trapped. 
but it also was a prison. Yeah, like it's money. <laughs> well, and and this this you know vault is sort of uh, tricky because when you leave, you have to you have five seconds to enter an exit code, like an exit code. It has an exit code. It has that an- was bullshit. <laughs> I thought like I wrote in my notes an exit code. Like how secure does this place need to be? If it really was a good bank, how come it didn't have like fingerprint analysis or retina? Again, Ryan, if it was good bank, it would have been tested. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. In all fairness, she did warn that this was not fully operational yet and he was like but I like money financial <laughs> more financial more laughing gas looks like an ant <laughs> yeah she looked out so um, anything you guys want to bring up well, we brought up a lot Ryan don't you think I know but anything because I mentioned before we've missed out on a lot of things that we didn't comment on but, you know, is there anything during this poignant moment of the possible she would be dead? I also wrote that they would be dead, like, a million times. Uh, of course. Like, this scene, for instance. Broken fingers. Broken fingers. She would not hold on to that. No way. Is there anything you want to bring up? I suppose since she's at the vault, I'll bring up the last question from the quiz that, you know, would sort of be relevant. Yeah. So she has to enter a password. Mm. And the three answers were the correct answer, which we'll see in a second, is her full, like, first name. Uh... Some random numbers mm-hmm. that was the other answer. And the last one was money. <laughs> <laughs> Type in money and you'll get money. So this quiz, two of the ten questions... Were money. <laughs> ...had answers that were like, money. Wouldn't it be great if there was a third one where that was the answer? It's like, what did they have to steal? <laughs> money. One of them was how much like money they steal. That was an easy one. And then it was like, money. I like how, how much money did they have to steal? Money. <laughs> I love- oh, we 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 you know we brought up the trivia about the baby. We didn't bring up the under the table trivia. Oh yeah, that the under baby the was trivia. so unreasonable that they had to have the mother of the child sitting underneath the table to soothe the child. <laughs> yeah. In, oh my in, god. In this in the scene where the De Niro guys making well, like <gasps> the girl. Oh my god, that's a scene. The fact that the yeah. baby goes. Mummy, and <laughs> then and then she automatically goes. That's right. Come to mama, and then it's just like basically implying that they're gonna have severe kinky sex. <laughs> <laughs> and she assumes that because the baby said it, it obviously means he said it. The Niro guy said yeah, it. Yeah, he's like mummy. They made a point earlier that like the baby's never made a sound in its life. <gasps> yeah, it hasn't talked. Yeah, and until they, this night. Yeah, and they never really make a big deal out of the fact yeah, that he does talk. She does. She's like, why now? Like when they're running it's off. Not too big a deal. Yeah, but it's big enough. It's not no deal. Oh, here's a flashback, but not only is it a great flashback, it's a fade out. <laughs> Where it fades into her face, giving me this idea that they are related. Oh, well, yes. I mean, mother and daughter. Yeah, but <laughs> like the actors, you know how you do yeah, face morphs. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this in Zathura, in which Sam Noonan, I guess, had a big thing about Sam Shepard looking nothing like Josh Hutchinson. Dax Shepard. Sam Shepard. Sam, Sam Shepard's the old guy. Sam Noonan. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Shepard. great if Sam Shepard was someone's dad in one of these movies, but they're still like a kid? Just like, you look nothing like him. So, this is the point in which I would have stolen way more than 250 grand. I would have stolen, oh, I don't know, a million or maybe grand. A million grand? That's a lot of grand. That's a lot of grand. <laughs> it's a very grand amount. Would you grand. be able to carry that? Did she have to count it out before, or does uh, she just know? She automatically she stole knew. exactly two hundred fifty. Yeah, she automatically so, knew. So when notes fall out of the bag later on, they're, they're, it's they're like, really well, sure. we don't have enough. But shit, dog, 
well, we'll just raise it through charitable means like we should have done in the first place. Wouldn't it be weird if this movie was called Catch That Kid and the movie is just about them entering into a charitable organization? <laughs> <laughs> and the title is even more confusing because at no point do they actually say Catch That Kid. Am I right? Yeah. It's not like one of those movies where you see the like, <laughs> oh, wait, attack. Wait, got, yeah, yeah. The alarm's about to go off. Uh-oh. I love how the countdown happened. Like When they left? Okay, are we getting here? Okay, so so the alarm's gone off. We're about to meet my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Obviously, we're listening to this without the sound, so we can't hear him going, oh, oh, am I right? Okay, see, see, look, there's people covering the ears. He's like, oh, get out of here. And then, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's an, I think he's an Asian man, but he's a tubby Asian man, I think, with glasses. And he's just like, oh. It's like, the oh, best. This is annoying. Yeah, it was the best thing. Why ever. is this happening? Because to me? you know this movie. Here's the problem. This movie has so many things that are glaringly amazing that when you have something so minuscule, it becomes the most maximal effort thing ever. Because this movie is non-stop galore fun. Like this movie just won't stop with all the things. Like in a moment, we're gonna have like a ten minute car chase sequences on go-karts and helicopters. But the things that draw you into these big spectacle movies, even the classics like Die Hard and all this, is the little moments. The little moments like little things. Like pulling glass out of your feet. You know, typical die hard. And the fact the dogs went out the flap at the same time. Yeah. Oh, the baby is really upset to be there. And a very <laughs> troubled actor, apparently. <laughs> How great would it have been if the whole thing about the baby needing to be calmed by the mother was actually a movie element? So, like, it'd be these three kids, the baby <laughs> and, and the, the mum. They're like, oh. Like, her mum. Like, no, not the character's mum, but just a random mum. <laughs> it's the <a> secretary. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because she seemed really attached to these kids' lives. Well, even though she kids. met the one. But she's like, oh my gosh. The Julia Morris-looking woman. I really wanted them to get attacked by dogs. Um, yeah, the bags well. do. And th- there's one point where the dogs just menacingly stare at them instead of pounce at them. Yeah, uh, wouldn't it be uh, great if the dogs started to talk? Like, they've been trained to talk in German, and they're just, like, talking in German, and like, of course, it's this kind of movie now. Uh, would this movie have counted in Dog Month? It'd be like that, it'd be like that alternative ending to... Uh, What's uh, that Will Smith movie? Uh, oh, you mean... Enemy of State? Scooby-Doo 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, the I Am Legend. Oh, uh, Like oh, the, uh, the things, whatever they were, the talk, people. start talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god, no, it's dogs. <laughs> like, this is what we want. And this is his trial moment, where the cowardly character stops being a coward and he screams in German. The ultimate you say trends. stops being a coward. I say he finally pronounces a word correctly. No, he's been cowardly throughout the movie. You know what I mean? Like, he's been scared. Scared. He actually steps up to the plate and goes, No, I'm not scared. Fart? That's the code word. And, oh, he did a slow clap. Yes. He was like, This is me in this movie. Yes. If <laughs> I was a character If the financial movie, guy is not going to be the one to clap, it's going to be him. The Nazi, yeah. (laughs) If it's not the evil Mr. Burns character, it's the Nazi. You know, we said he had a Nazi cap, but from like a higher angle, it kind of looks like a beret. No, he's wearing a beret. The other one was wearing a Nazi cap, but it's the black and white of the SS that gives the black on the white on black. They had like an olive green, didn't they? No, the Uh, SS, like the Nazis. The SS were black and white. 
Oh, okay. The Nazis, not the Allies. The Nazis wore grey and black. Oh, yeah, that was right. Oh, that's right, it was grey. It I'm was grey, not white and black. You're right, I was thinking of black. No, and but the SS <laughs> weren't sold... The SS were the Secret Service, so they wore the black with the white emblems on it. So that's what I'm saying with the white SS. So that's yeah. why they have more of an SS thing going on, because they got the black and white. And they're wearing grey, which is just, you know, military-esque anyway. You're absolutely right, I was getting it completely wrong. Look at this. He gets tasered. Yeah. And I just love this. I said this to my house. Look, his oh, mouth yeah. is going. But I said this. He gets up from being tased in like a minute. And my housemate just goes, well, he's a black belt. Yeah. And <laughs> like, like, did you know if you're a black belt, you can get tasered with a military grade taser and just get up later. He's just take on the pain. Yeah. Get up. But yeah. it should be pointed out that Chad gets up faster. Oh, yeah. Because he gets tased later, like, after him, and he gets up at the same time. Yeah, look, look. No, no, no. He doesn't get up, I don't think. I think the other guy is just moving, and it's making him move. I think that's it. So, like, when the one on the bottom, the Nazi, the boss, he starts waking up, I think he's just moving the other guy's body. That's what I got. Oh, I I thought he got up. Uh, maybe like obviously he nudged him but they got up together right? That's I what don't I know but here's what I love she throws the baby down first and he's the last one to and he's the last one to come down like I don't understand what happened like how does that work well, see look brought it up. Yeah. see look now, now he's getting up see he's moving the other guy he's like okay yeah, and then he oh looked- he gets up what a, what a pussy move <laughs> editing this movie is another movie like um, I can't remember but we had movies that just defy continuity this movie is just continuity breaking all the time. Like, you just go from one shot and, like, say her hat is on that way. The next shot, it will be, like, different. Like, you know, it's one of these movie movies where it's, like, continuity is an option, not a mandatory be, thing. I suppose an option, yeah. To, to be fair, like, I like when I go on IMDb, I like to go to the goof section. And I don't think there's ever been a movie that didn't have a continuity well, section. Yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously, but... I think a more reasonable comparison here would be to compare it to in Surf Ninjas, the scene in the palace, Imperial Palace, where the ninjas, when they got knocked down, they would roll out of the scene or get <laughs> up and move away as the yeah. shot was changing so that more ninjas could fit Yeah, in. yeah, exactly. So this is the point. No, this is not the first time that these characters have stopped during an important moment to and bicker bail, yeah. over love and then bail on her, leaving her not only heartbroken but friendless and alone and scared. This is the moment in which I actually have to say, they're the antagonists all along. You know how in some movies you don't realise who the antagonist is until like the end or till like a final act reveal? At first you thought, this movie, the bank guy was an antagonist, but he's not in it a lot. So he's not really the antagonist, he's just antagonistic. And then you thought, oh, maybe the the guards are antagonists, but then they're not in it a lot, and so they're not. The real antagonists are these two main character guys, because they are such meninists, it hurts. <laughs> meninists. How great would have been if, like, when that happened, Austin just like, that's it, I didn't, I didn't think I would use this, but fuck it, and he presses a button, like, does changes the system, takes over the whole building, and suddenly it's become like Arkham Asylum. Yeah. I'm in charge. Wouldn't now. it be great <laughs> if he just ripped off his face mask? I always <laughs> say this in these in these episodes. He rips off his face mask. I'm done trying to seduce you. Here's the real me. And he's like a fat middle-aged guy with a <laughs> neck beard, and he's like, I'm out of here. And therefore, because Kristen Stewart's young, a pedophile. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. yeah. 
Austin, Jesus. We've already said that these characters would be rapists. So I think pedophilia is not that far away from what I'm accusing them of. What I'm saying is these two are these two are the worst people that you could surround yourself with. And no wonder Kristen Stewart, the actress, has such trust issues that we can see from where we are. Like, she has a lot of issues going on. I think this movie is a part of it, in which she had to play a character, and I imagine she's a method actress, where she she felt the real feelings of being betrayed, and I think, you know, it, it's haunted her ever since. This movie really affected not only me and you guys, and you guys, the listeners, but the actors involved. I'm just saying, I think this movie changed yes. her. Ryan and I, we, we can empathise because we have been betrayed on this show before. You've been yeah. Be- wait, yeah. wait, wait. You've been betrayed. Betrayed. Yes. How have you been betrayed? Well, you have to listen possible. to all our we- episodes and find out. Well, it was specifically Empire I was Records. About Empire Records. We were sold for 30 silver pieces, apparently. Yeah, we had a guest not saying it was Anthony LaPaglia, but they didn't come. They didn't come on the show. Oh. Last minute dropout. Yeah. L- look, listen to the Empire Records episode or listen to the Sothora episode where we explain it. So, here's something I got really confused by. The helicopter goes away. Oh, yeah. And I even, this. even, I like it, this is what you remember. Even the police are like, where's he going? And then the kids give the impression <laughs> yeah. that they it's did like, something. It's like, I got a few tricks up my sleeves. Like, did you hack <laughs> and the then, helicopter? Just a couple <laughs> minutes later. Here it is. They will pop up. It's like, its plan was to sit in the middle of an active (laughs) highway. What's that going to do? They're just going to... Oh, no, he went under us. Oh, dear. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. they fly up. They fly up because they can't hit them. They're kids. You know what I mean? Like, if it was a full-grown adult driving this car, they may, you know, do the police tricks of, like, slamming into them. But in this movie, the police are tied down because... What are they going to do? Smack into these kids and kill them? They're in a go-kart with only helmets. Oh, convenient plot truck. Yeah. Um, there's a thing in film. Now, Reese, you studied film, didn't you? I did, so. You know of plot trucks where trucks just randomly oh, yeah. back plot, out for no reason? Trucks just randomly show up and then no. the character... I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but in Batman vs. Superman, or Batman v Superman, there are at least four plot trucks in one scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm espe- not joking. yeah, especially when Batman's fighting baddies, of course. I'm not joking. It is like Batman's driving after these people and like a truck and another truck and another truck and it's like insane amount of trucks. How many? What? So I'm not saying this movie could be the Breaking Bad of kids. <laughs> <laughs> but hold out with me. She has someone who's dying. Walter White is dying. They turn to a life of crime to raise the funds for their family. Way, way earlier in this episode, you did bring up the whole Denmark systems. Group. Yes, exactly. The American system, the American medical system, is broken fundamentally to the point in which she, Walter White, has to turn to a life of crime where she enlists the help of a of a, 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 a of a young blonde-haired man. Aaron Paul is Jesse Pinkman and then and, and, and Gus in this and movie. Gus. And then eventually they meet up with a a genius mega mind, Gus Fring, or or Austin, Austin. <laughs> in this one. And and they turn to a life of crime. And of course I know who what you're saying. How 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 can you make these comparisons between the two? I'm not an idiot, of course. I can just see the brilliance of 
Breaking Bad being able to watch a film like this that have Operation Jack and go, yeah, catch that kid. More like catch that Walter White, you know? I'm just saying, is this a weird... You know, this is a remake of a Danish movie. Is Breaking Bad a remake of a remake? And Kristen oh. Stewart, she was in Zathura, and what was one of the main characters' name in that? Walter. Walter. <laughs> oh. Plot, plot thickens. My brain hurts now, actually. So is she... I love this guy, too, actually. <laughs> the old cop. Yeah, he he looks, just seems mystified the whole entire time. He looks a little bit like James Coburn. Oh, yeah. He reminded me a lot of um, Sam Shepard. No, <laughs> everyone reminds me of Sam Shepard. <laughs> Dax Shepard's older brother. No, uh, I love that he seems mystified at his own job. He just seems... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, I don't understand why I'm a policeman. Look at him. Look at him throughout this scene. He's a policeman. He, he's so weirded out by confrontation. <laughs> he's like, what do I do here? Oh, I, Look I, at him. I he's forgot like, everything. He's like... And nobody always realizes that he's quoting Taxi Driver either. And I love that the British guy just doesn't react to it. Like, he's just like, huh. Like, he's scared. But then afterwards, he's just like, well, that he happened. Looks like he just got spat on. Like, yeah. yeah, and then, no, that happens. And then he just adjusts his bow tie and kind of walks off. <laughs> uh, but this is when the plot twists. You didn't realize who the real hero was. It was this French guy. <laughs> because he's the only person who's actually redeemable on a good level. Like, I, before I've complained, there's no redeemable characters other than this British evil guy, and he's only redeemable because he is so evil, and he recognizes that. But this this guy, he's the real hero. Oh, yeah, he, he gives them a check for, like, 50000 Yeah, exactly. Well, no, no, no. He doesn't give them a check for 50000 He He... Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. I know the, the guy... Um, De Niro guy. De Niro guy gives them that because now he's the head of the bank because British guy gets fired. Well, he, he replaces the British guy. But yeah. That guy's still his superior. Yeah, the French guy's his superior. But I don't think he needs to make... Uh, um, uh, uh, get permission from his head superior to give a loan. I think that's what I got from it. I thought it was like, he personally allowed it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, the 50,000 technically was justified as payment for the expenses for, yeah, the, yeah, for yeah. the justification of how they're not in trouble. Basically. Yeah. Oh my God. I was actually really surprised. I was on the edge of my seat during this. Cause I actually went, yeah, that's right. This movie has been so quick paced that you didn't even realize that. What is their plan after they get the money? They put him on a plane. Oh, I know. I actually didn't think about that. You don't think about it. like they did. They did book the tickets to Denmark. Yeah, like at this but, po- at this point, I'm like they have the money. What they're just gonna hand in the money? How are they gonna the explain money? it to the yeah. dad and to the mum? Like, oh, I got two hundred fifty grand. Where? Where? And right now, you rob the bank. And right now, they're dragging you know the bed somewhere. But like, clearly, people are gonna be in the way very yeah. soon. I think this movie has something that a lot of kids' movies lack. And I think I was commenting on this before, but I feel like there's not enough live-action kids' movies where you actually have kid actors. I think it's more voice work now and animated. And look, I may be wrong, but this movie really encapsulates kids in the way that they they didn't think long-term. They they thought short-term. They didn't think of consequences. They didn't think... They didn't think, and that's not a fault yeah, and, of kids, that's and, just and, life. And this scene right here, these shots of the kids, like, looking like, not saying anything, wondering, like, what now? I feel like that mm. really, uh, like, shows what you were just saying there. Like, yeah. we didn't think ahead, like, what now? Yeah, I think this movie really, 
encapsulates the perspective of kids and not only in the ways of us watching it but we envelop ourselves in their perspective they are main characters they're the narrators they're the storytellers we're following them with the same blinders on as they have and then when the real world happens they get taken away and you realize that you've been on this mad rush ecstasy ride and you didn't think like they didn't think about what will be the end game what will no. be the consequence? That's a bit realistic. Yeah, in a way. it's in this hospital scene where it's like, we have the money. There you are. We have to do something. This now. is when the rug gets pulled out from beneath you, and we comment. I commented on before that this has been cartoony and non-realistic, and when you blend realism into a thing like this, it can ruin it, and vice versa, realism with cartoonism. But this is seamlessly done, and it keeps a little bit of levity. Like, this scene could be, like, a full-on scene, but it does take its little, like, heartfelt moment, and then it's like, let's go back to fun. Let's have this detective have no idea how to do anything. Like, he just got bumped into someone, and he's like, why did you do that to me? In fact, I'm getting a feeling that this guy's my favorite character. Yeah, no, the, the more you're describing, I'm like, this is, like, how did I miss this guy? Look at this guy. Look at him in the background. Look at him. He's just like, now where do I go? Scratching where am himself. I going? Have you got in the wheelchair? Is that the dad? I don't know what's happening. But then some of these are real reporters, I do believe as well. Like, I'm pretty sure that this guy is a real reporter. Or at least I see him play reporters in a lot. They, oh. do, they do get a lot of real reporters in these kinds yeah. some... Have you heard of there's this black actor who is a real news reporter and all he does in movies is play news reporters? Like, he's in everything as the news, big movies, little movies, TV shows. He's this black kind of sh- sh- very short hair, bold guy tubby and he's just a news reporter and all he does is play news reporters and he is a news reporter but he doesn't play himself <laughs> i really want to get into that niche market of actor character acting like bart's like can you please only play guy who lifts things with one arm while i only play guy who blocks his ears gently going oh <laughs> And Reese, you can be the no, the cameraman. A person, <laughs> a person who gets really annoyed easily, but is too polite to like make a big deal out of it. That's Reese as well, a character, or him now. Then again, if I'm the cameraman, if it, and if it's a horror movie, then I'm the first to go. Obviously, it's a horror but movie. But you're not black, right Reese. You're fine. Your <laughs> yeah, but I'm He's the, the blackest I'm the, out of us. I'm the cam- I'm the cameraman. I eat the Doritos. I eat oh, he's the, gone. I'm gone. He's look, a stoner cameraman. Look at all these charitable people. Oh. What I love is they, they don't just wait over this. They don't start clapping until they enter the frame of the shot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's great. Like, like they could look start... at the people at the back. They're clapping. Why did they clap as soon as they saw them? They walked all the way down the road. Maybe they didn't recognize them, and these people were like, uh, these people maybe, were like, maybe oh, there was them. maybe there was one person in, like around this front area who noticed who they were and like there they are, like started clapping, and everyone's like, oh that must be them. Wouldn't it be great if it was the guy who blocked his ears? No. <gasps> Wouldn't it be great if they all start clapping and you just see that guy in the middle blocking his ears like, oh, it's loud. Ooh. And he like, tra- oh. he transitions. <laughs> but he like, tries to transition from like, covering his ears to, to clapping. clapping. He's like, oh, oh my oh, own oh, clapping oh. is too loud and for me. Like, yeah, he claps and he hurts his own ears. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like going back and forth. Is that your Mickey Mouse impression? <laughs> oh. No, it's my Paul Giamatti. I don't know. I love the fact that they still don't have enough money. 
Like, I, I love that. And then plot twist, banks do have hearts? Like, I wrote that in my notes. I'm like, oh, I guess the moral of this story is banks don't have hearts. And then it's like, well, wait, they do have hearts? <gasps> never been a bank I've encountered. Jeez Louise. I'm a little bummed that he never quoted the untouchables. I'm a little bummed that he didn't walk in with a baseball bat either and just start being like... <laughs> Enthusiasms and or like <laughs> I fucking love the Untouchables. Counselor. I know that we're not talking about this movie. It's so close to the end, but can I just say something about the Untouchables? I love that yeah. Al Capone's right-hand man only wore white. Like, he wears nothing but white suits and ties. Well, I just love that. Ryan, Reese and I, for year 12 media, we, we studied, studied that movie and Butch Cassidy's Sundance Kids. And so did we... you love the fact that Al Capone's right-hand man... Well, we had not, to write about it. ...who did not die in real life. He became in charge of the operation after we know, Al Capone. We know, we know, we know. Only wore white, which he also but did in real life. <laughs> we, we actually love the fact of where the newspaper came from. From when Kevin Costner. Jesus, let's not get into that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, enough about Kevin Costner's brilliant work. Back to Kristen Stewart's brilliant work. In the scene in which they now have enough money, so now they're just gonna throw it everywhere, and it could get lost <laughs> underneath the floorboards. They were making it rain. Oh, <laughs> it's three months later. Wouldn't it be great if it cut like three months later, and the dad comes in and he has a robot legs, <laughs> and it's like very um, experimental. Under sixty-five thousand. Well, and man. if what you said earlier, the dog started talking, it was like doggy, so dog moms. You know, oh. it's three months later because she's got bigger boobs. I know <laughs> she's a kid, but she's developed since we've last seen her. Am I insane? It's okay, she was only 14. When Maybe filming, the filming process did take a while to do. Maybe no, she... No, like, they actually... No, this is method. They did it all in two days and then waited three months. <laughs> 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 Wait, Phil, you know, there's acting, there's method acting, course, you know. Of course, of course. Is there method filmmaking where you try and do it in, like... You know how Birdman, they did it, try and do it in one take or looks like one take and yeah. same with rope and all that. But is there method filmmaking for, like, time things? Like, I guess... Boyhood. Rev and, oh, yeah, and Revenant, I guess, kind of with lights and all that. Like, and, like Boyhood had took a decade to make. Yeah, the, yeah. The, and they planned it like that because they wanted you to feel Him like... Him to grow the, and yeah. you grow with these characters. Oh, that's... Cool. So this movie's a method movie. Like, <laughs> they did it all in two days. <laughs> Three days. And then, look at that guy. That was the braces guy. And then he's like, oh. But I loved... Oh. Uh-oh. And he's clearly not in his hat either. So where did it go? Did he leave it at home? <laughs> and we never see him again. So he went on a journey to so find it, and that's his own movie. That, that is the movie, practically. It's, it's no, there's still one scene left. I know, but it's basically... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it sort of doesn't give you a good send-off. Look, Nathan, I know you're a bit upset that we didn't talk about everything, and I know you guys are upset, but hey, you know what I can say? Watch this movie, because <laughs> this scene that we're watching right now, if you're, if you're listening to this without watching it, I feel sorry for you. But you should put it on right now because she is sniffing them for no apparent reason. Yep. And then she just kind of walks off. Well, no, she... She goes behind them and goes, like, look the other way. And then she slowly backs away. Like, why is she doing it backwards? Why can't she slowly turn around and just... They're both walk? wearing the love lockets. And I love the fact that, that, that one's wearing a t-shirt that says love and the other one's wearing, like, a lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> you can see you see where their priorities are at. Love in two different yeah. interpretations. I was, I was kind of hoping she was gonna tackle them to the ground. I thought she was laugh gonna laugh and yell, "None of you!" <laughs> I thought she, no. I thought she was gonna just 
yell money and then the vault opens and then she picks money and there's like a and a giant $100 bill just walks on over and goes hey baby and then just like, like walk off and take me to church I thought she was gonna drop like da- um um like pull their pants down, like just <laughs> double them. Like, I thought it was gonna be something because they're kids, right? But they still went with the kids like ending. Uh, so uh, that was the end of the film, guys. Uh, I'd like now to to hear your your review of it and a, a rating out of your choice. Uh, Bartek, how about you go f- go first for this one? Yeah, sure, because um, I did really talk about most of my thoughts during the episode, especially when I was talking about how uh, she's a strong female character, The to use the cliche again. Yeah. Um, well, you know, if you want to, want to, you can still review it, but also just bring up some highlights. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. You you asked me earlier, you know, you know if I had a favourite character, and like I said, it's really conflicting when there are just so many amazing characters to love like you've got the, even if you're not going for the more comedic ones because this movie is a comedy obviously yes if you're not going for the more comedic ones you've got Kristen Stewart all of the shit she goes through what she tries to do and the whole revelations of you know childhood wonder of um yes let's actually do this really crazy thing because you know a lot of us are really grounded in reality we want to do crazy things but we just don't act on them. Mm. And then you see this movie where they're like, let's rob a bank to get the money. It's like, oh yeah, that works. But, but we can't do it. But then no. they do it. And it's crazy. It is, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm telling you. Wow. Good uh, Nero impersonation. And, uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> and on the other note, we have the comedic characters. We've got, you know, the Nazi guy. We've got the big brother bully character who goes from being a really dickish bully who really reminded me of Johnny from the Karate Kid <laughs> uh, to what month? Un- yeah un- and then into I have a job so I've got to be a bit more professional and I'm also a subordinate to this guy yeah yeah. yeah. so I can't really be a bully character because I'm being bullied and kicking the nuts and all that what was that scene in which she was talking to him she's like he respects you you're like, what was it? Yao oh, Yao Ming, Ming and, oh, and uh, Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> He's like, oh, which one? Oh, definitely Yao Ming. Oh, more Shaq, Shaq. though. <laughs> that, that was a good dumb moment to yeah. bring it back good. to the big fat liar bully character. Dumb. So yeah, you've got, and I think I might have even mentioned this when I offhandedly bring up Screwballs sometimes on this show. Screwballs, check it, it out. It does have those live action uh, cartoon yeah. elements. It does. So, do you have a rating you want to give this? Yeah, sure. I can give it a rating. Yeah. I give this movie a... I'm a genius! Ah! Out of love. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go next with my review, Reese, and let you go to last. I know you're pounding on the table going, let me go, let me go! Okay, so catch that kid. Like I said, a lot of things happen in this movie. I haven't seen a movie so full-on in quite a while. I mean, obviously each movie that we do on this show is very full on, but I I look at the movies that I do on this show and movies that I just watch in real life as two separate universes because, I mean, look, we all watch movies in real life that aren't masterpieces. They're just movies, you know? And I include that in my life too. But when you just have to watch masterpieces... 
they come from a different weird surreal world and especially if they're unappreciated and especially if they're from what I like to call the Munez era because it's like a look at a weird weird parallel universe nostalgia where it's basically like you tear open the universe and you look into another universe's films that were made in 1910 and these are those movies but these happened for us in 2004 we should probably it's probably been made very obvious if you've listened to this show for a while but even from like our first episode big fat liar we've been slowly like analyzing the 2000s early 2000s identity Mm, it's just i think that's when we 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 were kids i think that's why we got the these are movies that i we have vague memories of us individually on this panel so this movie catch that kid not one i had seen or heard or even knew existed before but i am glad that it does and you know who i have to thank of that Nathan, I have to thank you. It actually can't be denied. Nathan, I am so glad that you have opened our eyes to this movie. Because honestly, this is the reasoning why I want you guys, the listeners, to recommend movies to us. Because we can't know them all. We don't know them all. And this movie is a real eye-opener for me individually on this panel of how many movies have slipped by me. I know a lot of movies. I know a lot of actors. I know a lot of this and that. But even I individually miss things out, and I am surprised myself that I miss this movie out. This movie is wonderful. It is beautiful. Really well shot, really well acted. I miss this era, and I feel like children actors need to step up their game now. Look at the works of old and step up your game. I give this movie the only rating that one can give it, which is money. <laughs> <laughs> Just yell money and you'll get what you deserve. Money. Now, Reese, you Reese. can, you can Oh, but I would like to hear Ryan's rating out of this movie. No, that was my rating. Money. Oh, the oh, only money. rating money. I can oh, give it okay. is Your rating doesn't have money. to be out of anything. It could be a metaphorical concept if you want. I gave Sorority Boys a purple heart. <laughs> <laughs> there was one movie that you just clapped. Scooby-Doo 2 of one, I think. All round applause. So That's fair enough. You give your review and uh, rating and if you have any highlights <clears> of the movie or your experience. All right. Let me be very frank. It's frank, all right, not Reese anymore. This film is brilliant. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, it, this movie is brilliant. It's entertaining. Overall, it's entertaining. I remember watching this film in the cinema with... Well, okay, I was concentrating on popcorn more often, but it was there. This movie was there from minute one to minute... Um, 95. 90, 95, 95, yeah. Not even that, 91. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, 91. 91.3. But this movie has everything going for it. I mean, it is perfect for its time. Mm. 2003, kids were loving these kinds of movies. Oh, God. You, of course. Kirsten Stewart as the... Well, Kristen. Okay, uh, Kristen Stewart. As a main actor. Of course, she wasn't known back then. This was probably one of her first. Yeah. Or, okay, maybe... She did Panic Room already, I think. Yeah. But this is the movie going for it. Even though it doesn't have Frankie Muniz in it, it has everything going for it. I mean, you've got comic relief all the way through this movie. I mean, you've got um, Farrell, the security guy, who the dog guy, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yep. Uh, wh- whom which I have said in this episode that he's my favourite character. Oh. 
I don't know. He just he just gets me. I, I, I do like the try-hard characters in movies very much. That's fair enough. You'll see it in my scripts that I write. I just try, write really try-hard. That is actually true. So <laughs> They're is, really try-hard characters. So what you're saying is this film has inspired you as a creator. Of course. Wow, yeah. Entertainer, and that's what movies are about. The kids must be entertained for the parents. And then, of course, later, the kids must demand... Merchandise. Catch that kid on DVD. Yes. Damn it, Reese's parents. <laughs> Catch well, that kid. Nathan had a copy. <laughs> oh, that's why you need to be friends with him. So my rating for this movie, this brilliant movie, is a racing stripes <gasps> out of a Agent Cody Banks two. You know they're wow. both those both those movies are on my on the list <laughs> for this show, especially Racing Stripes. I have that on VHS, so I don't know if I can bring that. No. We'll get it on proper. Oh, it would be great. Uh, no, you heard our thoughts. This is my favourite part of the show. <laughs> where I get to read for you, the panel and you, the listener, reviews from IMDB that had other thoughts, other things to say. Some on the same spectrum as us, some that are on a different spectrum from us, and some are from the parallel universe that I spoke about before. Yeah. <laughs> Often on this show we ask, how did this, like... Who made this? Why did this get made? Who wrote this? I ask that about these reviews sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look through the IMDb reviews, but the one that like they showed at the bottom of like the main page, I saw bits of it. I'm like, that's weird. Yes. Okay. This is the first one. It's 8 out of 10. Called Catch That Kid. 8 out of 10. Good movie for the family to enjoy. Now, this was written in 2004. I bring that up because it's sometimes important because this was written when this movie came out. So the perspective is fresher for then. In comparison to if someone reviewed it now, they had years to experience its cultural like impact. Like Reese. Like me. Okay, Catch That Kid, 2004. When this film was released, I knew it would get criticism, either by the premise of stealing money or by its similarities between Spy Kids and Agent Cody Banks. I do not agree that it is like Spy Kids. Catch That Kid is a lot better. The movie is about Maddie Phillips, Kristen Stewart, in brackets, Kristen Stewart, The Panic Room, Cold Creek Manor, who, who loves to climb. Like, that's the end of the <laughs> It's about Maddie Phillips, who loves to climb. After an accident on Mount Everest, her dad becomes paralyzed, and he can, and he can get an operation in Denmark for $250,000, but insurance doesn't pay for it. So Maddie recruits her two best friends, Austin and Gus, to help her rob a high-security bank whose security system her mother created. The safe is suspended 100 feet high, and Maddie must overcome her fear of climbing too high so that she can save her father's life. This movie had some really neat climbing sequences. Good action, but it lacked a few laughs. Um... Bart, uh, Bart, uh, if I, uh, no, Bart, uh, this is, I thought you were about to say my name. Bartek. No, I'm about to apologize for murdering this guy's last name. Bart Frudenlich, if that's how it is, I'm going to say Bart Frudenlich, manages the security and heist scenes well, and the film has some pretty odd security devices for the bank. Kristen Stewart is great. She gives a good performance, and her two best friends are also good. Their parents are a bit one-dimensional, but it doesn't really matter to the kids, which is the audience most likely to be attracted to this movie. When seeing this with your kids, 
Just let them know robbing a bank isn't a good thing and that it's just a movie. Don't let them make it too... Don't, don't let them take it too seriously, but hey, they're kids. 8 out of 10. And never, ever eat. And never <laughs> eat. Okay, this one's a longer review, so I'm going to try and get through it. 2005, 9 stars. Oh, gee, that's a war text. Wow. Teen heist... Teen heist come fantasy slash adventure. <laughs> Where's the fantasy? <laughs> I think you mean sci-fi. No. For the holograms. <clears throat> a US remake of the Danish film... I'm not even going to try and pronounce its name. Bartek, can you read Danish? Um, Klatretosen. That. Klatretosen. Every time I say, I don't know, just remember Bartek said it, okay? In 2002, Catch That Kid is a teen heist film in a nutshell. When Maddie's, uh, when Maddie's dad needs an expensive operation, she plans a heist to get the money to pay for it. Enlisting the help of her two equally innovative friends, Austin and Gus. Catch That Kid is a lot of fun, but viewers who are looking for realistic fare may be disappointed. As a teen heist film, Catch That, Catch that Kid is heavy on the fantasy aspects, which are frequently more cartoonish than realistic. Whether you like it, whether you like it will largely depend whether you're, you don't mind or even prefer, as I do, fantasy instead of reality films. And unlike traditional heist films, Catch That Kid has an overarching warm and fuzzy message with a predictable climax uh, with a predictable climax. Climax. Why am I saying climax? Climax. <laughs> Even though it is heavy on fantasy elements, the three stars, Stuart Blur and... I um, can't pronounce his name either. Theorit. I'm going to call him Theorit. Theorit? Theorit. Theorit. Perot. <laughs> Perot. I'm going to call him Perot for now. Perot are very believable in context in their roles. The film is interesting that in spite of being a heist film, it is also constructed like more traditional fantasy slash adventure. In this interpretation, the bank is as a castle presided over by an evil ruler. Yeah, that's <laughs> Our this is us talking now. I, I swear, this is like how we would go. Our heroes must enter the castle stealthily, foiling the court jesters slash castle guards, evading the magical beasts to scale the inner sanctum, retrieve the sacred token, escape on horseback, and save the true king. That's... <laughs> that, that's a good metaphor, actually. <laughs> that the plot... That the plot can work in both the modern heist setting and the traditional fantasy slash adventure setting gives in more depth and more unconscious resonance with audience to let to to less realistic tales. Comparisons can easily be made to other recent films such as the Spy Kids series, the Cody Banks series, or even animated fairs such as Kim Possible, but each has its particular niche. And Catch That Kid was just as entertaining to me. A middle-aged male, as any as any, as any heist film for grown-ups. Finally, in different tone, let me repeat the rant I give in my review of *The Grudge*. It is ridiculous that U.S. Dis US distributors and studios feel that we need remakes of foreign films to make them appropriate for consumption. The original versions of these films should just be playing in the US theatres in wide release. There is no need to present an almost identical film 
an almost identical film substituting white American actors for non-white or foreign actors. Yes, Catch That Kid is a fine film, but ultimately I'd rather see something original using this talent and be treated to the, uh, and be treated to the latest foreign films, not just European, but Asian, African, etc. at my multiplex. In the hope that someone with some pull at the studios reads this. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> it is it is also more cost effective to do this as one you can completely avoid production costs and simply and simply make domestic distribution deals from which you receive profit and two you can make money off fans like myself who otherwise pick up the foreign film dvds and foreign manufactured or even bootleg versions that's it i love that because as i was saying this is a review from another dimension uh I did not pick up on any fantasy elements, but I'm glad he did. This middle-aged man who loves kids' films. (laughs) (laughs) Who, I wonder if we read all of his reviews, he would compare them to fantasy. (laughs) That's one of my real things. Sorority boys when he, the window thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is a one, two, three, four, five star review. So an average review, 2009. So this came out a while after weaned on heist film heist movies I'm sorry weaned what's weaned when you're weaned off something like oh, okay. you know like you know when you're weaned off? off the teat oh right okay. yeah okay I'm noting that Catch That Kid was based on a popular Danish film I can't pronounce it that only came out a few years ago that ha- I love a few years ago this was in 2009 <laughs> 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 in that movie oh, so that's what you were doing uh, a few years ago there had to be another motivation for what these three enterprising juveniles did because Denmark unlike the USA has socialised medicine and the problem that the kids need the money for wouldn't exist there what that problem is that uh, what that problem is that Kristen Stewart's dad John Carroll Lynch has aggravated an old spinal injury injury that has left him bedridden and paralyzed. The only hope for treatment is an experimental procedure that our insurance won't pay and will cost $250,000 for the operation. So Kristen, so Kristen enlists, enlists her two friends, Max, Max Perot. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling him Perot. I don't care. <laughs> Max Perot and, and Corbin Bleu. Wow. <laughs> What's his name? Corbin Bleu. <laughs> Corbin Blair to do a bank robbery. Getting inside getting inside <laughs> Blair. Getting inside <laughs> I want to suck your Corbin Blair. I was about to say it sounds like Dracula well like cartoon Dracula. Getting inside getting inside information is easy because Christian's mum Jennifer Beals runs a secret uh, security uh, runs a security company and on a take-your-daughter-to-work day, she accompanies mum and pays very close attention to the procedures installed in the bank that Beals is contracted to work for. Whoops. I accidentally shifted too far. There, there we are. Sorry. That, although that is contracted work for, although they don't say so, it's pretty obvious that these kids were weaned on heist films like To Catch a Thief and The Asphalt Jungle. Cary Grant never pulled off a neater robbery than this trio. (laughs) (laughs) This film really needed Cary Grant. (laughs) 
Catch That Kid is a nice enough film that might send a wrong message out there to younger viewers. Truth be told, these kids are almost caught, but get some help from an unexpected source. They never should have gotten as far as they did. That's the end of that review. In this one, I feel like it's just so cute. It's all lower caps. Oh, it's oh. 10 stars. Like, the title is all lower caps, but it's got an exclamation mark. Wow. <laughs> really? It just says, oh, it does say ten, wow. Wow, 10 stars. Wow. <laughs> lower case. I want to hear this it's, one so it's bad. It's shouting. It's like, it's, it's really happy, but it's mid-conversation. So it's like, wow. High-pitched, full of awe. Wow. And this is from 2005. This review may contain spoilers, guys. So, you know, just watch out. Everyone is saying that Catch That Kid was a bad movie. I don't think it was, considering it's a kid's movie. It's not that bad. I loved it. Plus, it had the sexy Max Perot in it. He's like fucking 12. <laughs> I think he was like 15, but yeah. Yeah, it had the sexy Max Perot in it, which made it way more interesting. Yeah, that was like two or three Ys, in case you're wondering. Oh, Max Perot was Gus, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Which made it way more interesting. This movie is really showing how far family members go for each other. Even though it went to robbing a bank, the movie still showed how important family and friends are to have. Please do not diss Catch That Kid. You... They, they spelled it Y double O H. Yo! 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 Need to understand that it's a kid's movie, not an adult's. They are things that may teach. They are, they are things that may teach kids bad habits, but still, it's a movie. But movie is spelled with in all caps except for the I. <laughs> it's a movie. I love this movie because of the action in it. Gosh. <laughs> like that's a sentence. It goes, I love, I love this movie because the action in it. And then that's a full stop. Gosh, full stop. Get over it. Thanks for reading my opinion. Sammy and the Hearts. <laughs> that's what they wrote. Good name. <laughs> that's that's like that's their name. Sammy Hearts. And then we got this one. It's a lesser star reviewed. Ooh. Three stars. We've got to go negative and positives. But this person seems to have an upbeat attitude. In points. Funny and exciting, but negative moral themes. Ooh, that's a burn. This film, at the start, was interesting enough. It's very funny, to say the least. The humour was was in the same mould as Home Alone. It was filled with excitement, thrilling chases, and tense moments. The film's premise about the kids robbing the bank to save Maddie's dad was, to say the least, disappointing. It had upsides, but the filmmakers seemed to forget the fact that this movie is all about something illegal and wrong, robbing a bank, and to add to the fact that Maddie lies to her friends to convince them to help. <sighs> Throughout the entire film, I was waiting for redeeming quality, for them to get punished somehow, such as always happened in Shakespeare plays. In his plays such as Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth kills the king and ends up dying later on, later on as consequences as a consequence for murder. There were several times in the film where it made you think they would get caught, but they got away with it. And at the and at the end, just uh, yeah, and they got away with it. 
and at the end they just got a slap on the hand. Overall, the film was funny and exciting, but the moral themes weren't, were, just weren't right. It's movies like this that make you appreciate Shakespeare so much more. What? <laughs> Another dimension. Clearly Another they didn't see dimension. the ending. It was all testing the security Didn't they see the ending system. in which oh, they yeah. fell in love in two days and then killed themselves? Jeez, it's just like Shakespeare. Go on. You'd live a depressing life through Shakespeare. Okay, now this is the last one. Eight star review. Ooh, this is good. Um, Is it is it Linum? What? Linam. Linam. What are you talking about? Linum's song makes the movie 2004 my favorite part of the movie was about 30 40 40 minutes into it when the kids are walking into the party the doors bust open they are all dressed up then you hear a song called the party starts now by linum that's awesome all in all it was a good movie geared more towards teenagers slash early teens audience of course I think everyone everyone knew how it would end, but still a good movie. I've been looking forward for the soundtrack. Now, I've been looking for the soundtrack, but haven't been able to find it. So if anyone knows, let me know. If you haven't, <laughs> just knows. If you haven't seen this movie, then by all means, check it out. That's the end. That person should get so, a paid job as a reviewer. So if you're out there... Give that person a buzz, okay? <laughs> Look, if you know, let him know. Yeah, we love him. Let them know, I'm sorry. Please, Bartek's friend. Nathan. Nathan. Please, if you have this... I know you, I know you <laughs> have the soundtrack, Nathan. <laughs> Give it to Bartek. Please, please, please. Please, 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 Nathan. I love you. Hashtag catch that kid. Can somebody please make a hashtag called catch that kid and we're trying to find Nathan? What was his last name again? Johnston. Nathan Johnston. Catch that Johnston. Catch that Johnston. (laughs) Catch that kid. Please, if we can find him and get him in communication with us, that would make our lives better. Other than that, do we have any final thoughts? It's hard. This was a, yeah. This was pretty. This was good. Yeah. This was intense. I feel like I will admit I feel like we didn't talk about a lot, but we talked about so much. I mean, we yes. talked about a lot, but I mean, we I think we missed a lot. Honestly, Bartek, I think we need five hour long episodes to break down. You know, there's this podcast, or there was, where they do an hour long podcast of each uh, I think it's like each 10 seconds of Star Wars oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they have an episode of, wow. of the first 10 seconds and they do they talk about it they analyse it for like an hour so does that mean that it takes many episodes to get through yeah, they, yeah. I think they're not even f- finished with Star Wars A New Hope <laughs> oh no <laughs> like is the crawl still happening <laughs> yeah probably wow. I don't know but it's still it's interesting you... oh, well at least do uh, I guess it is 10 seconds yeah, or something like that. But yeah, that's a recommendation. Check that out. I don't know what it's called, but you guys, <laughs> wonderful to have you guys on as guests. Reese, we haven't seen you since Meet Dave, yes. which was a long time ago, but I'm glad you came up for Catch That Kid. Nathan, you're our guest in spirit. Uh, <laughs> we miss you. Please come on the show. And Bartek, you are, as always, of course, a wonderful host with myself. You know how to speak Polish. And I don't. So, you know, that's uh, that's our stick. Uh, I will learn it one day out of spite. 
But until next time, guys, you guys have been fantastic, wonderful, amazing listening people. And you can be even better fantastic, wonderful people if you do if you do want to get in con- contact with us. Because like I said earlier in my review, we don't know every movie. And I didn't know Cat's That Kid, and it could have easily slipped under there. So we've got the Facebook page, Spin Polish Presents. You can drop us a line there. But, you know, if you also, we've got iTunes and Podbean if you want to follow us there too. Don't feel afraid to give us a, re- uh, a friendly review or negative. I don't care. If you want to give us a negative review, I'll fight you. Um, you give me your name, address, I'll meet you. And um, until next time, be kind to each other. Be very Be absolute. Farewell, I'll be to say goodnight. Money! <laughs>